everyone, and welcome to the Nerd Room, where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 19, we're discussing Marvel's comic book event, Civil War. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. We are two weeks out. Can't Just inside it. two weeks. Yeah. From seeing Captain America Civil War. Oh, boy. It's going down so soon. Yeah. And right? some of you out there are getting it early. Yeah. We're jealous here. Oh, Super my jealous. Goodness. But the what UK we're going to do people. today is we're going to talk the Civil War comic book event. So this is Marvel's 2006-2007 yeah. big event. This is oh, yeah. we were talking just before. Mm-hmm. This is one of those events that kind of kicked off the Marvel Huge. event. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we've get, been getting crazy big events ever since. Yeah. And I have to say this is probably one of Marvel's one of their most well done. And not everyone shares this opinion. Mm-hmm. But I really thoroughly enjoy this event. Absolutely. And it's, it's one of the first ones I read coming in. I got the trade, mm-hmm. and then I subsequently went back and got everything else attached nice. to it. Nice. <laughs> like a crazy person. Yeah, it's a big jumping in point, right? For newcomers, for long existing fans. Yeah. It's a great buy in and read, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of stuff culminates in it, and then a lot of stuff kind of spurs out of that that really sends you right through until the end of the Bendis era. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we get the Secret Avengers, the Initiative, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think right up to the Age of Ultron, really. Yeah, yeah, and it's huge. That, that kind of closes out this era of the Avengers of Cap and Iron Man story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So yeah, we're gonna be going through that in all sorts of detail. Diving right into it. Yeah. Yeah. As always, we're going to kick it off here with a little bit of news. Oh yeah, a little bit of Star Wars Episode Eight news. Of course, you can't do the show without Star Wars talk. Yes, come on, it's, it's Star Wars. <laughs> So it looks like the script for episode 8 was potentially leaked. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Did you check it out? I stayed away from this yeah. one. I stayed away as it did peek a little bit at the upcoming costumes for yeah. Ray and oh, Luke, which hit, look incredible. You see, that's that's awesome that you stayed away from are that Are they one. good? Like, they look just, just give me cool. like... They're yeah. pretty cool. You know, Luke's... It's, it's a little reminiscent of a Count Dooku oh. with Return of the Jedi Luke. It's, it's oh, awesome. What? Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Ray's is pretty similar to what we saw at the end of Force Awakens. Okay. Except they just removed the vest, I believe. But it's kind of like a, a play on Luke's uh, episode four attire. Okay. So I really like that design. But as for the script leak, every movie script leak I stay away from. Yeah. Star Wars was the hardest one to stay away from, though. I, I'm going nowhere near this. Yeah. I didn't even click on the articles nice. that talked about it. Yeah. And it was I was just like, I can't go near this. Because not only does it kind of wreck your experience, if there's something in there you don't like, that's all you're going to focus on and think exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't know if this is real or, you know, there might be elements of the story that are in there that are part of a larger script or mm-hmm. something that was, maybe this was our first draft or something. That's right. And we're still, you know, I guess they are filming, but they're tweaking as they go, right? This isn't something, this is something I want to experience in the theaters. Oh, of course, yeah. And it's it's Star Wars. Like, this, it's it's about these big kind of surprises. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that experience taken away from me. No, definitely not. No, it's, it's horrible. I feel sorry for anybody that actually... I ran into that. I hope it's false. You know, maybe yeah. it's just a fake leak. Maybe it's just to kind of throw people's attention somewhere else. You know, if you did go and read it, mm-hmm. please just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Don't, yeah. don't tweet it. Yeah. Don't Instagram it. No, do yeah. that for your own enjoyment yeah. if that's something that you like. Because there's people that are out there that like to have as much information as possible. Absolutely. Like, I yeah. listen to some guys in some podcasts, and, and they're really into... They'll go to the Wikipedia page before mm-hmm. they go see, say, Civil War, and read everything. They'll know the whole plot going wow. in. Wow. And they like that aspect of yeah. knowing more than the person next to them, right? Yeah. But for me, I'm all about this in-movie experience. Yeah, like, definitely. I did not see that coming. I gotta or, be surprised, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so this really ruins it. So I'm really hoping, yeah, like that it's not something that's actually yeah, that's, real. Yeah, that's brutal. Because I, I was pretty disappointed when I kind of got uh, Man of Steel, not Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman spoiled a yeah. little bit. I found out a little something about Superman 
going into that, which just, you know, it, it took away a lot from that scene. We were almost anticipating things as, it's, you know, like, yeah. okay, I got to get to the point where Superman dies. Exactly. Like, you know, right? Yeah. And it's it's like this with Star Wars. You're like, oh, I know something big's going to happen. Yeah. And you're just kind of being like, okay, let's get to that. Let's get to that. I know exactly. it's going to happen. You're just wanna, telling the beat. Exactly. Yeah. I want to get beyond that so that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you know, surprised the story. Again. Of course. Yeah. We were talking a couple weeks ago about Force Friday. Yes. And the rumor date is the end of September, September 30th, I believe. Cool. Okay. Of this year. And there's also rumors going around as to what the first wave, the Black Series 6 oh, inch, is boy. going to be released on Force Friday. So very awesome. similar to what we had with the um, the release of the Force Awakens Black, Black Series 6 inch figures. Oh, okay. So we're getting kind of a, a six figure line mm-hmm. that will consist of. Oh boy, get your lawn chairs ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, computer. <laughs> it's going to consist of a Ray and BB-8 repack. Oh, okay. So, uh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, because BB-8 came with Ray initially, right? Originally. Yeah. Okay. So, and then we're going to have a Kylo Ren. Okay. A new mold. Oh. So, something a little different. Probably look very, very similar. Especially oh. if you're an in-the-box collector. Yeah, you think it'd be maskless or how much? I don't know. Yeah. That'd be, that's interesting, possibly. Hmm. So he has that good hair, right? Yeah, he does have a fantastic <laughs> hair. And then we also have... From Rogue One, mm-hmm. Jin Arso. So, Ooh. Felicity Jones' character. Yes. And then we have a Rogue One Stormtrooper. Oh, you got to get that. Yeah, my fingers are crossed that it is a black hole Stormtrooper yeah, or whatever the, they're calling them. The, the Death, Death Trooper, Trooper or whatever. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that would be amazing. I'm sure yeah. we'll get one eventually, and this might just be your standard issue mm-hmm. Stormtrooper. Right. But yeah, even going back that, to the classic Yeah, original. exactly. Right, yeah. cool. So, definitely, definitely that's going in the, in the, in the cart. Oh, yeah. And we got a medical droid. Oh, okay. Not specified if this is like a Empire Strikes Back medical droid mm-hmm. or a something from I don't know the prequels right. or something. There's from, a lot of those in the prequels. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Or something even from Rogue One. Right. And then they have this Rogue One Seal Team Seal Team male figure, which is Force Whitaker's figure. Oh, Force Whitaker's Force Whitaker. character. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they they confirmed it's his. Yeah, so that's this is just the rumors. Oh, okay. I got this from Jedi News. I don't know if they got the codes or whatever right. from a Walmart, a Walmart or a Toys R Us. Right. They're and, Jedis, though, so we just, yeah. just got to believe them. Just got to believe it all that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's super exciting to see and hear that we're starting to get information oh, about um, these waves. And it looks like it's going to be a lot more of... For The Force Awakens, it was all Force Awakens characters, yes. right? In, the, in all the waves, mm-hmm. for, up until basically we got Jangle Fett. Yeah, that's right. And then, so this one looks yeah. like it's going to be a mixture. We're going to see kind of original trilogy mixed in with some of the fan favorites are coming out. Yeah. So the uh, Darth Revan oh, is, is in the Sabine man. as well. So oh, they're from both Rebels, tri- yeah. again, Old Republic. Yeah. So does this mean um, Revan's canon then? Like this would have to, you know, take him away from the Legends and, and put him into the, the canon universe, you think? Off of these toys? So this was a fan favorite. Oh, they vote. did like a voting. Yeah. Kind of, okay. That's why that was in there. So they oh, honored kind of the Legends universe. Because Kylo Ren and Darth Revan are kind of look a bit the same. Oh, like the body mold? Yeah. Kind of? Well, I think even the whole character. Oh, well, okay. The helmet yeah, kind of everything, a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. reminiscent yeah, of that. Yeah, slightly, yeah. yeah. So it would be interesting if they actually did bring him into Oh, I'm hoping so. Oh, yeah, Rebel yeah. Season 3, make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's exciting to see that. Like you said, we're going to have our launchers out there. Yep. We're definitely doing the midnight sale. Oh, and yeah. We'll see if they bring in a little more stock. Because they had issues last year with Force Friday. It was, it was only kind of like, we were only supposed to get one, but Troy and I managed to walk out of the store two Black yeah. Series 6-inch. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guy behind us. <laughs> yeah, that guy was pissed. Was pissed. <laughs> yeah, so uh, coming up to Force Friday, we'll definitely um, you know have some tweets out there for you guys to come meet us. That'd be awesome. We can yeah. all hang out and just... Just talk Star Wars. Yeah. That'd be sweet. That's it. Yeah. 
So we were talking last week a lot about MCU speculation, particularly mm-hmm. Phase 3. Yeah. And we're kind of running down the docket. I think when I re- went back and re-listened to it, I think we asked more questions <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> like, what do you think this would happen? And then it was kind of like, I don't know. No answers. We're so, waiting for you guys to answer them. <laughs> exactly. But it looks like they've kind of made a move on the slate. And this is something that Marvel has yet to do. They've mm-hmm. only added movies to their slate. And they've yanked one off. And Humans is now off of the slate. Yes. So it no longer has a release date. The movie's still there, mm-hmm. but doesn't have an official release date anymore. And right. that was pulled out of a July 12th, 2019 date. Wow. Yeah. And so that leaves that space open. And presumably Marvel's held on to that. And so that only leaves two movies in 2018. So we get Captain Marvel mm-hmm. in March. Yep. And then we get the, the conclusion of the Infinity War saga. Oh, part two. Infinity War Part Two cool. on May third, twenty nineteen. Cool. See, it's interesting because Disney also has Indiana Jones. Yes. Yeah. Right at the same time, and I think initially they were meant to have uh, Inhumans. Was it between? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something we two. talked a bit about last week is mm-hmm. kind of it kind of now falls outside of the Infinity War saga, and how does that all fit in? Right. And, and like we kind of talked last week, it doesn't. It's one of those movies that it seems a bit out there, right? Yeah. Like and like I know we talked like Guardians is out there and all that kind of stuff, but. Like when you look at it relative to Captain Marvel and Black Panther, Ant Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. you know it's it's one of those movies that it doesn't really fit in with Marvel's current slate. Yeah, and it would be nice, I guess, to have something different. You're getting a lot more characters, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's still this huge thread that's being pulled through Agents of Shield. Yes. And we don't really know where that exactly is going and how that would impact the overall movie. Right. Because I'm presuming that Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. can't use guys like Black Bolt, Medusa, Lockjaw. Exactly. It is kind of something that you could kind of see coming from a distance. Mm-hmm. It was not so much Telegraph, but it just always seemed to be this sore That's thumb. a weaker link, right? Yeah. Do you think going forward then maybe, because by then, you know, Agents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. must be up there in seasons by then. Maybe it cancels, or not cancels, but they end the season, the show, series, and we launch off Inhumans, the TV series. Maybe It's, it's quite possible, because yeah. it's, it's a lot of leftover characterization and plot lines and history that they're building within Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. That you can't really ignore, because like, it's supposed to be still part of the MCU. Exactly. And they do make ties to it, and apparently there's a Civil War tie, and I, like oh, I said, cool. I'm still not caught up on it. Yeah. But they, Season 3 they're in right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I don't know what they're actually going to do. Yeah. Maybe they're kind of like, ah, oh, we, you know, our fans do like our continuity, and we yeah. don't really know what we're going to do right. here. And I know 2019 still weighs out. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just having trouble getting a story going. Yeah. And the adaptability of it from the comics might be a little more difficult That's than some true. of the other movies. That's true. There's a speculation going on up there though too that maybe maybe Marvel has something up their sleeves that we don't know about, and it could be Doctor Doom. Could it be Fantastic Four? It's going to be back at home. For um, phase four, just it's imagine be, that because that's you know, it'd be huge. This should be lines up the first movie of phase four, exactly. And... Exactly. So, what way to what other better way to do it? So, I've seen a little specul- speculation like that on the internet, you know, maybe phase four, Fantastic Four, you know, it, <laughs> it, it, it'd be incredible. Um, oh, I'm totally on board with that idea. If that's the case, I would love that. And there's you know, there's a you could put a Spider Man 2 in there, exactly, you could put a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in there. Right. So there's all kinds of options. So much stuff they can do. But with going into Phase 4, they really need to launch that next big bat. Right? Yeah, they, they do. They need to yeah. start seeding that. Yeah. And we talk, go back an episode and listen. You, oh, we talked, yeah. Actually, we asked a lot of questions about <laughs> it. And, you know, maybe we'll answer those someday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's, that's interesting news. Yeah. Do you feel bad about Inhumans not being in there now? Or Out of all of the movies on Marvel Slate, that is the one that I'm kind of like, 
pretty indifferent to. Mm-hmm. And now that it's off the slate, I'm not really that bothered by it. Yeah. The story in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is fine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an appropriate forum for developing a story like that. Okay. And it's a great way to bring in kind of superhuman powers without having everyone kind of getting bitten by something or yeah. falling into nuclear waste. Or exactly. Doing, it's kind of... It's an easy way yeah. to develop a guy that can do whatever, like blow fire to his hands. Yeah, yeah. And... have long, long hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rapunzel powers. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's an effective plot device there to yeah. kind of thrust that into kind of more of a science fiction sort of world. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, would I like to see it on film? Sure. Yeah. And if anyone can do something like that, it's Marvel. They've, they've got a proven track record for taking and adapting comic books that are maybe somewhat out there. Mm-hmm. And putting a good film on screen. But maybe they just felt like this isn't the movie that we feel like we can make. You know, X-Men's going down a certain path. And Mm -hmm. it's very similar to the X-Men. But not without the character recognition. Exactly. So that's the difficulty of it. And I know that I think Vin Diesel might have been. He's always, always talking um, about. Thunderbolt or or, um, Black Bolt. Black Bolt, yeah. Right, right. How's the pushman in the comics? Are people you know embracing these inhumans yet still i mean i read the comics but i've never been an inhumans person no and like it's hard to say i don't know they seem to be continually getting books Mm -hmm. but not to the same level as x-men there's i think one or two uncanny inhumans they're they're kind of mixed into the unity squad of the event uncanny avengers right i think is medusa an a-force as well yeah she's an a-force and so they seem to be pulling these characters out of their individual books Mm -hmm. and putting them in as kind of support characters yeah yeah. because it's something that i tried to get into right right? because it was at the end of infinity the 2013 event i think the thanos one thanos yep and that's when black bolt lit off the big terrigian bomb and all that and I was like, okay, I'm going to get into this. This yeah. is really cool. There's going to be a push for this in, in the movies. We're going to see this in the TV shows. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm on full board. And I could not get into it. Yeah. And again, it comes down to the characters. It was just, they're so different. And these are characters that have been around forever. Ever. I remember Medusa appearing in like the old 1964 Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. Spider-Man. They've yeah. been around for a very, very long and time. Black Bolt's been around forever. And so yeah. these are like... They introduced in Fantastic Four. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So these are like Marvel mainstays. Yeah. And they've been in and out of continuity for decades. But this recent kind of iteration of them, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just me. Mm -hmm. Maybe people love them. But Mm. I'm looking at the book counts, and I was expecting this explosion of Inhuman books. And it's kind of really been pulled down. Because I thought they were going to make Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver Inhuman. Yes, exactly. I thought that would have been like the genius move to do. And then they just made them the miracle. Well, just something that Loki's staff basically created, right? And then Baron Von Strucker was their creation. So they're just like genetic manipulation or something like that, right? So that was kind of weak. You know, I, uh, my, my favorite moment uh, of the humans is Black Bolt scene with Black Panther in the countdown events to Secret Wars. Yeah. When they both take out uh, Submariner or yeah. Namor. Oh, that was brilliant, yeah, that so scene. Good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that, I guess. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. And sticking with the MCU. So, humongous news drop. Yeah. And again, we talked about a bit about this last week about Marvel characters, these actors more, mm-hmm. guys like Robert Downey Jr., becoming support characters in the larger MCU. Yes. And drops right after we did a recording, <laughs> Robert Tunney Jr. signs on to Spider-Man Homecoming. Awesome. Yeah, like, how great. great is that? This is great. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the perfect push they need to really, like, I mean, you, they're already going to establish that Spider-Man is part of the MCU after yeah. the Civil War movie, but now we're going to see, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark in the Sony Spider-Man Marvel film, which is going to be great. Which is it's something awesome. that, like, if you had said that a year ago, you would have been like, you're friggin' crazy. Yeah. There's no way they're going to put their top dog exactly. into a Sony film. Right. 
right. And but it makes total sense, though, too, now, thinking about it. It just gives it that much of a better push. Yeah. I don't think he'll be in the suit, though. I think he'll probably make an appearance as just, you know, Tony Stark, yeah. billionaire. So... I think we'll talk about this when we get into yeah. the Civil War review. So we're going to do a bit of speculation and prediction mm-hmm. as to how well we think Civil War comic event is going to be adapted. Or not how well, what aspects of it are going the to be influence. pulled. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. And I think that there's an aspect of Tony Stark, Iron Man, that is going to pull through the MCU post-Civil War. Cool. So we talk about that. So it ties a bit into this signing on. And, you know, I it's a bit of a spoiler because people were questioning whether or not Tony Stark was going to bite it. Yeah. And so there's that possibility, but now he's signed on here, unless it's a massive curveball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but probably not. Yeah. So it does throw that aspect in there that, yes, Tony Stark does make it through Civil yes. War. Yes. But in what capacity exactly. is he going to be in Spider-Man and part of the MCU? Right. So I thought, like Robert Dungeon, man, he must be just, just seeing dollar signs. Oh, my goodness. Because like, he's yeah. going to be in like three or four consecutive years of Marvel movies. Wow. It is one movie a year. It probably makes 50 million bucks yeah. a year. You know, he spends kind of the back half of the, of the year filming or whatever. And then he does some promo stuff up close to the movie where he's traveling all over the place. Oh yeah. And like his Instagram right now is awesome. Oh, is it incredible? Yeah. Eh? He's just, cause he's traveling to the promo stuff and oh, he's man. just so into the character. Just little, that's really good to see. They eh? just him, oh. uh, guys like him and Hugh Jackman that just yeah. embrace the roles and just appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's, I, I'll be sh- like, not shocked, but he'll be a kind of guy i think he's gonna play this character right until he can't act anymore. nice yeah and, you know, that's it's, awesome it's awesome and i have no problem with that at all no yeah. me neither so we have this other marvel movie coming mm-hmm. out at the end of the month a little one called x-men apocalypse oh yeah which for the two of us is kind of it's been a tough sell yeah. tough buy yeah and so we had our third and final trailer drop yes for x-men apocalypse mm-hmm. My buddy Elliot, he texted me this morning, was like, oh my god. Yeah, you know, he's someone I really want to hear his yeah. thoughts on this So he's movie. actually, I talked to him, he's going to come on the podcast towards the end of the month, because he is a super X-Men fanboy. Yeah. And like I, I mentioned before, he's read X-Men comics in the 90s, so he was there when the X-Men were everything That's to awesome. Marvel. Yeah. And so he absolutely, and like this is when Apocalypse was big, and we got like the, the true team coming out of the 92 oh, series. Man. And so he's going to come on and do some X-Men fanboy for so us. That's so cool. I'm he's going to come in and review the movie with us too. Nice. So he's really looking forward to that. But he is just so jacked for this movie. <laughs> so it's interesting to see how like you kind of adhere to different aspects of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm calling this as a whole, kind of including Fox and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, like this trailer, again, like yeah. it's... Apocalypse is looking better. He is looking better. Yeah. So it looks like he evolves through it, the movie. It looks like that's what they're doing with him, eh? Yeah. yeah. They're kind of giving away a bit more of the plot line. So yeah. kind of spoilers here for those that don't want to hear it or aren't watching the trailers anymore. Mm-hmm. I figured I don't really have much to lose here. I'm still looking for something to grab me. Yeah. And I got it at the end of this trailer. Yeah. I think. Huh? But it looks like Professor X is going to be basically, again, pushed aside. Yeah, kidnapped. Yeah. Dungeon in distress. <laughs> Exactly, like every movie. Yeah, Professor X. Yeah. And we're getting some cool stuff with the young Yeah, Yeah, like that, that's one of my highlights. We get more Cyclops, more Jean Grey, yeah. which I love because they need that light shined on them a little exactly. bit more in this franchise. And it yeah. looks like Mystique, Jennifer Lawrence's character there, is taking over the team to some degree. Yeah, when... see that? I think that's horrible. <laughs> I'd love to hear Elliot's response uh, to that or, or his actions, what he thinks about that, because I think bringing a mystique who's been like a bad guy through and through the the comic yeah. series and even in this franchise she's been a little shaky you never know where she lies and now she's leading the x-men and training cyclops like i think that's a horrible idea 
and and again, still Jennifer Lawrence show. It's like she's not even really in the Mystique costume, no, or skin. You know, yeah. It's so. interesting to see how they explain that why she isn't sitting in her kind of true mutant. Form. Yeah, yeah. Did so, you notice the one thing in the trailer between her and uh, Nightcrawler when Nightcrawler looks yeah. at her and he's like, "Hey, you're her," because in the comics they're you know mother yeah. and child. Is there? Right. Yeah. Do you think they're alluding to some of that? Because like I think they would have. Or at least Jennifer or Mystique's character would have known that she had a child. Like, well, that's just it. And yeah. there was never any sort of allusion to that. No, because like in going back to first class, I forgot the guy's name, but he's the red guy, the devil-looking dude. That's Nightcrawler's dad. Like okay. at least in the comics, that's, that's his dad. And Mystique was the mom. And Mystique abandoned Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler was raised yeah. in the circus and his found name's religion. Name's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah, Ezekiel. Ah. Yeah, Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and then it just the age just doesn't line up, right? Like you look at Jennifer Lawrence, maybe she. She's like 32, pushing yeah. it, and that's being nice. And, you know, Nightcrawler looks like he's about 16. Yeah, so we're looking at, like, teenage pregnancy. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then we also get the illusion that, or the actual confirmation that Quicksilver, his father, is Magneto. Yeah, yeah. So that looks like a nice little moment here. I think he, Quicksilver is going to be the comic relief of this. Yeah, and definitely. He, that's a good character. I kind of enjoyed him. Yeah, he surprised and, me. I didn't think I was going to like him as yeah. uh, more than uh, the other one in Age of Ultron. Yeah. But I loved him way more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's one of the bright spots yeah. I think is going to be in this movie. I think the movie looks okay. Yeah. I, uh, I just can't get into it. Yeah. But I said there was one hook. Yes. Or, <laughs> or three hooks. Yes. Or three claws. <laughs> At the very end, we get the confirmation that, yes, Wolverine is in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is which is cool, except it's, it's spoiled from Hugh Jackman the day before because <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. There, you know, it's cool. I I, I kind of feel like it's like their their Spider Man moment, the Skywalker yeah. moment. They're holding on to this big character and release him at the end of the trailer. But for me, I, I wasn't surprised because I already saw the thing. But um, it's cool. You know, you I think I'm they glad. should save that. Uh, no, I, I think they needed yeah. to. I think they need to, to to sell the movie more to yeah. the, the general audience. That's kind of like where's Wolverine? That gets me in the seat opening night. Yeah. I would have seen this probably opening night anyways, mm-hmm. but that for sure, because in first class when Wolverine was in that, they never, it no. was just there, right? Yeah. And that was one of my favorite parts That's of the awesome. movie. Great yeah. movie, yeah. but I kind of liked, I love Hugh Jackman in that role. Yes. And then just seeing like, they come in and they're like, whoa, you guys have been busy. And he's kind of like, ah, oh, we had a little bit of help in here. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. And I, I really hope they nail the banter again between Cyclops, Scott Summers, and Wolverine. They did a great job in the old series. I'd love to see those two. That's going to be interesting yeah. because, yeah, I guess, but I guess Wolverine's always kind of looked old compared to Scott Summers, right? Yeah, yeah, or at least Wolverine's always always been this kind of age. Yeah. You know, so um, it'll be interesting to see chemistry between those two. Because that kid, I can't remember the name of the kid playing Scott Summers, but he's a pretty good actor. I oh, saw him he? in Mud way back with um, uh, Matthew McConaughey, and he's great. So do you think he can hold his old bantering with Hugh Jackman? I think he could. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, th- I really think he could. And we all know the girl that plays uh, Jean Greg from yeah. Game of Thrones is incredible. So it's a great cast. You know, the truly wasn't even that bad. I'm just kind of worried about the movie. Now knowing that Jennifer Lawrence is the Phil Jackson of the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really impressed. Yeah. No, so yeah. I, you know, like I said, it's it's one of those movies, yeah, we're going to go see it. Yeah. But I'm not stoked for yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just so into Civil War right now. Right. Once we get on the other side of that, that's going to be our next big movie. Definitely. And maybe I'll jump into it a bit more. But I've always been pulled back a bit from X Men too. Like I've never jumped headfirst into that yeah. into that universe. Because like I think I mentioned before, I always see Marvel as three separate universes. You have yes. your Avengers universe, your X Men universe, and your Spider Man universe. Exactly. And you pick one of those three. Exactly. And that's the one that you concentrate on. Yeah, you supplement and you pick up from other parts yeah. of of the Marvel comic universe, but your mainstay is one. Either you're an X-Men guy, you're an Avengers guy, yeah. you're a Spider-Man guy. Yeah, or and Fantastic Four. Yeah, I guess that's another one you can stick in there. <laughs> yeah. Not so much anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
but it's 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 good to see that we're getting these x-men movies coming out but i just like to see a little more behind it. i don't feel it yeah i know i and you know I, i've said this before like i'm kind of a sucker because i see the promos every time and it never impresses me and then the movie comes out and they they got me yeah. like i loved first class i love days of future past and you know maybe this one will do it for me too do you think it's because it's just it feels like the same story again yeah, yeah. Like the world's ending. There's another mutant here that's here to destroy us. Exactly. It's doom and gloom. Everything's blowing up. Yeah. We got to get the team together. We'll save the day. Always. End the show. We'll tease for the next one. Yeah, movie. they kind of have a formula going. It's just the big yeah. dad mutant comes around and he wants things his way. Yeah. And, you know, you're either with me or against me kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. I, I know people will say that, like, the Marvel movies have a formula to them and they follow that, but it's different. I, I just, there's something about the X Men that just seems so familiar. Yeah. That it, it's kind of a bit boring to me well i feel like marvel has structure like they know what they're going in for yeah. they know what they're going to do they know what the end game is whereas x-men i feel like they're always trying to retcon something yeah they're always trying to fix the mistakes of the past movie yeah they're always trying to do that and i'm just like you know just establish something and stick to it and and, and grow the characters and maybe this will be it maybe this will be the launching of the scott summers gene gray yeah. that young crowd because they're yes. young actors they're relatively unknown yeah and you got nightcrawler in there mm-hmm. and the guys like maybe a guy like beast who's been in the the movies he's a he's a really good actor yeah. but it's not like super a plus class exactly. kind of guy yeah. so he can still be part of this universe and kind of be that continuity thread that runs through that into the the new x-men yeah if you i'm will. hoping so i'm hoping so, so. absolutely wait and yeah. see wait and we'll see. see maybe uh deadpool will show up at the end and save the day <laughs> <laughs> that would yeah i would not be surprised it's kind of a it'd be have to be a post credit that i, I don't know how for sure do that. for sure or how crazy or how awesome it would be if you showed up and him and cable Oh, right. Like if Deadpool just showed up and Cable's yeah. like, no, wrong film. Let's go. Yeah, and he yeah. just takes him where. Yeah, exactly. That would be sweet. He show up time traveling. Yeah. And Deadpool's like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I met you before and you were a real dick. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd yeah. be great. Speaking of Deadpool, really, yeah. I looked at this a couple of times. I was like, when did Deadpool come out? February? Right. Uh, yeah, it was February. I checked it the other, I think it was a couple of days yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay. It was February. It came out in theaters. Yeah. So it's like this week, the yeah. digital HD copy drops crazy <laughs> so you can it's two weeks before the physical copy mm-hmm. and i'm waiting around for the the steel book yeah yeah but you can buy deadpool on itunes on the 26th that's awesome that's fast it's so fast so i looked fast, at it i was yeah. like i've definitely written this down wrong there's no way this has come out <laughs> that's in so two fast. months especially uh, I think the, movie, two months. the movie is like a, what seven hundred thousand or 700 million now worldwide yeah. i think it's huge yeah, I, I guess it's... it mustn't be in theaters anymore I don't no, know. I don't think it is. It's like a, it might have got run out by other movies, but yeah. like, yeah, it's. I cannot believe how quick that's things fast. are coming out. Yeah, that's wow. I guess it's getting out before the summer and that, but yeah, yeah, sure. I guess so. The crazy thing is too, they're releasing a VHS for this movie, which well, is going to be. Is that an April Fool's thing? I heard it's true. I heard it's like really? a limited release of uh, the VHS box set, or well, box because it's only one movie. Yeah, that, would, would you buy it? I kind of would. I think it's so kind of funny just to be like, hey, you know, like, if you had the box set from here, that'd look awesome. For I, sure. I only know one human on Earth that has a VHS box oh, yeah? still, and it's my dad. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'd have to take it. That would be interesting, because cool. there was a limited release of the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Awesome Mix Volume 1. Oh, the cassette. Yeah, the cassette. Cool. So they limited, I think, I don't know if it was Mondo or who did it released it mm-hmm. and you could actually buy it i think it's worth a fortune now oh wow yeah but you could That's buy like the proper cool. cassette yeah <laughs> also to kind of wrap up the news here so we had our first images of the netflix series iron fist yeah so we had the, the main actor the guy mm-hmm. playing iron fist himself mm-hmm. he had him running around and kind of looking a bit crazy on the streets of new york i guess oh. bare feet kind of wild haired wild beard yeah 
Yeah. So it'll be interesting. It's, it's, it's kind of cool to see this this movie kind of getting off because it seems it had some problems getting going. Yeah. And so this looks like it'll probably come out after Luke Cage drops. That makes sense. So in about a year's time, I would That makes say. sense. And I'm sure we'll see him appear in Luke Cage or something because those two are buddies, eh? Yeah. 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 And that's another c- couple guys you see in Civil War, actually, in the yeah. comic series. Yeah. And yeah. It's doing a little bit of Secret Avenging. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's 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 cool to see this constantly evolving Netflix world, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're yes, they are moving forward with these things, and they seem to somewhat fly under the radar, and then all of a sudden they're filming. They're right there. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's really good to see these characters, like these C B listers, getting attention, and a TV series dedicated towards these guys to grow. It's awesome. Yeah, and like it's it's one of these characters you're probably never going to see them on film. Like yeah. a guy like Luke Cage, maybe, maybe you would get yeah. him as kind of a side character. or or a partner or something like that. Yeah. But never the amount of development that he's actually gotten already in the Jessica Jones series. Yeah. And now his own series dropping soon. Exactly. Which is going to be, I'm looking so forward to that. Oh, Luke yeah. Cage coming in out of this Brian Michael Bendis kind of Civil War yeah. era. Luke Cage has just shone through a good chunk of this. Absolutely. And he's one of Bendis's favorite characters. Yeah. He got the chance to lead the, the new Avengers, right. the secret Avengers. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, space, that's going to so. be awesome. Yeah. Power Man. Power Man yeah. and Iron Fist. Heroes for Hire. Yeah. And he's coming down to the Kyrie Expo too. Yeah. 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 So we're yeah. going to see him in a couple of days. Oh, yeah. So looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the Calgary Expo, they actually dropped the programming and the visitation or appearance schedules cool. for all the media guests. Nice. So I was just running through here. And for those of you that are able to attend it, again, we talked about it last week. It's a fantastic event. Get out there. Get to the con. They're almost all sold out here in Calgary. Mm-hmm. I think they're like 95% sold out. Yeah. It's looking like Friday. We get to meet the 501st. So uh, the, the Alberta Garrison. Yeah. These guys are out there. And also William Shatner showing up. Nice. So he's doing some appearances and also a big panel, kind of a spotlight panel. Cool. Saturday, which looks like one of the better days, we have the... One thing I have to recommend is you got to check out the costume contest. And at any con you go to, mm-hmm. the cosplay contest or oh, whatever they call it, people put so much time oh, and effort into these things. What they do. And the detail, and it's just incredible. Yeah. I've seen some wild ones at the expo. Yeah. And this year, I don't think it's going to be any different. So, if you, wherever con you go to, make sure just to go in. Because they usually do, like, they'll call everyone up on stage, they'll kind of do a parade, and everyone comes up and does a spin or whatever. Yeah. And then there's voting and all that after. And it's just fantastic to see. And I'm glad they're doing it on Saturday this year because in the past, it was like one of the last events on Sunday. Oh, so okay. I never really ever stuck around for it. And then one year I was volunteering and I was in the tent that they did it in. Nice. And it was just awesome That's to see so these people. Cool. Yeah. And kind of parading around. So much time and effort goes into those costumes. Exactly. They just look great. Right? Exactly. Like right over a movie. And also Peter Mayhew's appearing on Saturday. Yeah. It's a panel. So Chewbacca. Our seven foot plus man. Oh yeah, yeah he's got a Huge. tough time walking. He's he's quite old now. Yeah, but I heard he has a cane. Does he? Yeah, he kind of wobbles around like he's a big, big dude. Yeah, and so it's going to be really cool to see him again. He was on the set of Force Awakens, so I'm sure the the hosts and that are going to be, or the moderators are going to be asking him all kinds of questions about you know being Chewbacca. And this guy, if you, <laughs> this is all this guy's really. He's been in a few other movies, but yeah. this is his character right yeah. and, he, and he kind of really owns that aspect of it like if you i follow him on twitter and he's always posting things almost exclusively about chewbacca <laughs> but he has a love for the character a love yeah. for the universe That's and so cool. it was really cool that they got him back for the force awakens what? i don't think he's gonna be coming maybe yeah. they might do a thing where he comes back and does a scene or two so yeah. they can get the credit as chewbacca right right carrying on that legacy yeah do, you, do we know if he was uh filmed episode three so I don't know if that was... Or is that just all CGI? 
a lot of he's moving way too quick to be yeah, Peter Mayhew. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in some of those scenes, but yeah. he would have been quite a bit younger then. But at the same time, it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know because a lot of that was CGI. I yeah. I'm not sure the exact ins and outs and the details of if there was a couple scenes where it was just Chewbacca. But yeah. knowing the way that George Lucas had gone at the end, yeah, towards CGI, the pre- yeah, CGI is the way. Yeah, because I think even when they re-released um, them on Blu-ray, they went back and took out the practical effect of Yoda from episode yep. one and made him, yeah. which did look better. It did look better. Yeah, yeah that one was that, from episode one was hard to look at. Yeah, it was. That was pretty haggard. Yeah, I remember I think I had like the Pepsi cup version of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah, and, and on Sunday, we got our spotlight on Stanley. So this is the yes. one I think we have to make sure that we yeah, get to. definitely. Because his last time, like I said last week, that he's speaking in Calgary. Yeah. And one of his last kind of spots or stops in Canada, yeah. Before he kind of retires from the concert, I'm sure he'll probably do local stuff, in yeah. New York or wherever he lives, Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it's going to be great to see him. And the uh, lady that plays Mockingbird on Age of the Shields doing a spotlight. Cool. Robin Lord Taylor who plays Penguin on the Gotham. Yes, which is one of my highlights in that yeah. series. He's great. So we're gonna have to go check those out. And those those panels are always fun to go go and watch. And you get to kind of experience these people, even though you're not talking directly to them. They kind of open up a bit about their experiences on sets other projects that you're doing because a lot of these characters you know we like to see these people in other movies the familiarity of characters or actors in other movies often sometimes brings me in right mm-hmm. if i see a character oh i know him from gotham or whatever yeah i'm like oh yeah maybe i will give this a shot because yeah. i like how they do so it's kind of interesting to see what else these guys are doing definitely and it's also there's all kinds of like local content people presenting stuff and yeah. there's some really cool panels on there's one that was like the science behind jurassic world oh cool you like that yeah, yeah. it's it's little stuff like that like and they're done in little tiny rooms but it's people have put some time and effort and kind of local creators are doing stuff there's local creators showing um films that they've made short films nice and so it's really nice to get out and support these people because we appreciate the support that people give us being kind of just a small podcast from Mm -hmm. kind of calgary area and we get some support from local people local creators and us getting out there and supporting them is right really important for sure and it's just supporting kind of all local creators and people that are trying to put time and effort into a craft yeah and to build something that they want to show other people and share with other people, exactly. right? Exactly. And keep the comic book culture alive. Exactly. In this day and age, yeah. Yeah. And again, like we said last week, there's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, there's so much nerd there, it's unbelievable. It's crazy, yeah. I'm looking forward. My wallet is not <laughs> looking forward to it. Like I said before, I'm hunting for very specific things. Yeah. We'll talk a bit about them here. I'm nice. going back and trying. There's a few of the Brubaker run in Captain America that I still do not cool. have. Cool, yeah, after I'm those. Chasing. And yeah. I'm going to pay an arm and a leg for some of them because I'm missing some of the key Winter Soldier issues. Oh, boy. <laughs> but those are at the top of my list. Nice. And I'm nice. actually still missing Guardians of the Galaxy number 25 from the 2008 the run. run. Yeah. Woo. So that's the one where we, Thanos is on the cover. It's a gorgeous cover. But that's the other one I'm hunting for. Nice. I'm trying to get There's a very specific price I want to get it for. <laughs> and so I'm going to try to do a little bargaining here. That's awesome. Running into that, comic books. You know, this is something that you and I love. Oh, yeah. Sanjay loves. Yeah. And with comic books comes events. Oh, yeah. And specifically with Marvel, <laughs> big time events. Oh, yeah. All encompassing line wide. And Civil War was really one of the big ones that Definitely. kind of kicked off the Marvel event. For sure. I say it's the biggest event since uh, Secret Wars, the original one yeah. back in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. And this had like ripple effects for years through yeah. this. Like I was, we're saying at the top of the cast. I don't think this, this really was resolved until you get to Age of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. Which was only a couple of years ago. Right, yeah. And so is, this yeah. ran, this had like right four, five, six years, yeah. if not more. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite events. It was, like I said, it was the first event I ever read, the mm-hmm. first trade I ever read. Yeah. And it was 
it just blew my mind. Yeah, it's incredible. So it was written in 2006-7 yeah. by Mark Millar mm-hmm. and the art by Steve McNiven. Yes. What do you think of the art? Oh, the art's incredible. It's one of the best features in this book, and, and yeah. that says a lot to yeah. see how good this book is. Uh, the art's incredible. Mark Millar, I'm a big fan from his Old Man Logan. I believe he did Kingsman. And he does Civil War. He, he's, he's just a great, great writer. He really gets these characters. I know some people are kind of on the fence with some of the characters' morals and choices they make. Yeah. For me, I, I just love what he did with these characters. Yeah, I buy into a lot of what's happening yeah. as far as the character motivations, mm-hmm. you know, the end, like their end goals, what they're trying to get at, and also kind of coming out of this, all the repercussions that we get. And, Definitely. And the author's picking up on that. Yes. And yeah, the art. I agree. It's it's some of my favorite art. Oh, just yeah. the way he does the the faces of the characters, the faces, the action scenes, yeah. the panel, the panel fights. Some oh. of the splash pages. Yeah, in... Captain America diving right out of yeah. uh, the helicarrier. Oh, wow, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable art. Though I do find everyone <laughs> is wearing extremely tight costumes, and there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of ass shots. <laughs> there's a lot of ass shots. But you know what? Um, going back to Captain America, because this is his original costume, basically. Yeah, it's the best it's ever looked in, in my yeah. opinion. I love the way he's done it because it can look very campy and Watchmen-like. Yeah. I think it just does a great job of, of it's uh, got the scales, the scales and everything, and the proper and, wing oh, head. Yeah, the wing. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. So what we're going to do here is we're going to go through very specific aspects of the comic book event. So it's seven issues long. We're not going to go through page by page or anything like that. But there's some very specific events, themes, and overall kind of narrative that we do see in the book that we're going to go through. But at the same time, we're going to try to parallel that and make predictions as to what aspects of this comic book event, if any, Mm -hmm. that the movie Captain America Civil War is going to adapt into film. Right. So what we're going to say here is spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yes, definitely. And to reiterate, we haven't been watching, we've watched the first three trailers. We've mm-hmm. talked about them on a past podcast. Yeah. We haven't been watching TV spots. Uh, we haven't been watching interviews. We haven't done watch any set videos no. or anything like that. And we haven't done anything else, any sort of other sort of media, with the exception of maybe a tweet or two that says, oh, this movie's great. Yeah. Like, we haven't read any reviews exactly. or anything like that. Yeah. So we're not coming at this from like a spoiler zone where we know more about the movie. We're coming right. at this purely from a comic book yeah, aspect. Speculation. Yeah. Exactly. It's pure speculation. Mm-hmm. So going to say spoilers. We don't know any more than you guys. If you've only watched the first three trails, yeah. maybe even less, mm-hmm. but we're going to take aspects of this and see, and maybe it's more of us fanboying over what we'd like to see <laughs> yeah. adapted from here, as opposed to what we actually think is going exactly. to be adapted. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But again, Spoilers, spoilers, both for the comic book, potentially for the movie, yeah. and also we're going to get into stuff that happens after. So I spoke mm-hmm. about some of the ripple effects, repercussions, yes. something very specific, and we're going to get to that right after. So after I say spoilers mm-hmm. here, that's it. You've mm-hmm. had your opportunity. Once I start waving my hands. Yeah. <laughs> You've had your opportunity to pause the podcast, yeah. kick back, yeah. wait a bit, come back. Yeah. Pick up the trade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> We're in spoiler territory. So one thing that we are going to talk about after is something that we've alluded to a bit and huge aspect that I think is going to be adapted yeah. in Captain America Civil War yeah. is the death of Captain America. Yeah. So the five-issue Fallen Sun arc that's also tied in with Captain America number 25 from the Brubaker run, which is the death of Captain America. Wow. So we'll talk a bit about that in the end, but that's yeah. something else that we're going to get into because I think this is, has a big overall impact on what Captain America Civil War is going to be mm-hmm. as far as the ending of the Cap Trilogy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> overall story arc. So like you were saying, this really worked for you, right? Oh, yeah. This was something that you could get right into. And we mentioned before, too, this is something that if you're not a comic reader and you want to kind of understand a bit more about the characters yeah. and that, even something you can come to after you watch Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. or something that if you love the movies, you can jump into this. Absolutely. 
it's it's, it's not, fair game for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. It's there's not this is again this is kind of the kickoff of the big events, mm-hmm. and so this is something where it's a good jumping on point because a lot of stuff spills out of this. Yeah. Including Secret War or Secret Avengers, mm-hmm. we get you know the initiative is a big storyline that runs through here. Mm-hmm. We're getting starting the seeds of even Secret Wars yep. and what's going to happen in Siege and yeah. it's little things All like those that. Little things. Spider Man fans back in black going exactly. on in there. Yeah, it's good stuff. A lot of stuff starts to snowball out of this, and it's mm-hmm. very minor things. Yeah. And some people might say, "Oh, there's nothing about Secret Wars in here," but it, yeah. it's kind of implications of of where characters are as a result of what happens to Civil War. And you know what they're doing in Secret Wars mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's interesting how much impact this individual event has had on the overall Marvel uh, comic book universe. Yeah. We'll start off here. We'll jump in with what I'm calling the incident. Yes. So the start of this book, issue one, mm-hmm. we've got the New Warriors. Yes. And this is really because it was published 2006-7. This is when reality TV was yeah. huge, so right? It's really you know like a time mark on what's going on exactly. in current events. I love that. Mm-hmm. And so we've got the New Warriors, and they're really kind of doing reality, kind of this handheld camera sort of thing, yeah. right? And they're trying to film themselves taking down some superheroes right. that recently broken out of Riker, yes. which is one of the big prisons in the Marvel comic mm-hmm. book universe. Yeah, almost like the um, Arkham Asylum. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so they're, they're, and they're questioning themselves on video here. You know, these guys are too big time for us. We shouldn't be going after these guys. Yes. Shouldn't we call the Avengers? And like, no, 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 this would make great ratings. And so it's, it's really starting to see this aspect of the irresponsibility of young superheroes. So yes. people that have powers that don't really know how to use them, control them, as well as kind of making these poor judgment calls yes. as to when to actually use their superhuman powers. Mm-hmm. And what ends up coming out of this is what's, what I've, again, I turned the incident, is Nitro, yes. one, of the, one of the villains, says to one of the new warriors, you're out of your league, bud, mm-hmm. and goes nuclear. Yeah, blows a school up. Yeah, and school. blocks and blocks and blocks up. Yeah. yeah, so kills a whole bunch of elementary school yeah. kids. Yeah, and so this is pretty dark. Oh yeah, right off the bat too. Yeah, setting the tone. And even the 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 art in here, you see children's skeletons yes. scattered oh, out in the yeah. background. It's they're sad. not in the foreground. They're not kind of prominent, but they're yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And it's really telling you something, right? That you know this is going to be a different sort of toned book, mm-hmm. and that's pulled right through this. Right. And there's, you know, there's a woman in here. I can't remember her name, but she's always going back to Twenty Star. She's one of the the victims', uh, victims mothers. Mo- yes, yes. And you really feel for this woman, right? Through this, and she's kind of really going after Tony Stark. And Spits this, in his face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is where you see a lot of this kind of public resentment building. Yeah. What do you think the incident, or is there going to be an incident specifically in Captain America: Civil War that kind of kicks off this kind of government reaction or right. public resentment towards the Avengers? Like they've alluded a bit in the in the last trailer to this building of, you know, we've had New York, we had Washington DC, mm-hmm. we had Sokovia. Clearly there's something else. Yes. What do you think it is? Yeah, it's interesting. Cause yeah, like you said, there's obviously a buildup. I don't know if it could be something other, say maybe it's Falcon and, and Cap. They finally found their, found out which is soldier Bucky and they're chasing them down and then everything hits the fan. Maybe yeah. there's some big bad reaction and people get killed and they're kind of like, you know what, this is it. Yeah. And uh, Tony's, you know, against this and then uh, we get the kickoff of, of uh, the war between heroes yeah maybe yeah, yeah. Well, how about you what do you think i don't know like i've been contemplating whether or not they're going to go dark with something like this mm-hmm. they're going to take a little bit from this comic book event and say you know if we go to a really dark place here because people and i don't know if the marvel cinematic universe is ready for something like this because mm-hmm. people don't like seeing children get hurt yes exactly and very fair yes very fair but it has such a profound impact on individual characters in the comic book mm-hmm. that it is children that died. And, yep. you know, this is our responsibility. And we're, it's because of us that we let 
let this happen or there's no controls. And I think that's a lot where Tony Stark comes from, right? Yeah. He feels this responsibility as an Avenger, as kind of like a leader in the superhuman community. Mm-hmm. And an ex-arms dealer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so he has that kind of firsthand knowledge of what he can do mm-hmm. if he's not a responsible person. Yes. And then you do see that kind of pulled through here. And I think there's got to be something very profound. It can't be another event where, you know, we saved the majority of people and yeah. maybe we lost one or two, right? Right. It's like, I think there's a line in one of the trails is like, we try to save as many people as we can, but we can't save everyone. Right. I don't know if they're going to go dark with this. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking that if they did, it would really set a dark tone for this movie because we've been getting darker and darker with the Cap series, yes. right? And would I like to see... I'd never like to see children hurt right. or yeah, anything of course like that. Not, yeah. And But would I like to see something a bit more profound than off-screen deaths? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And so there's that explosion and we see kind of T'Challa kind of crawling through. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a UN thing. Right. It seems like an attack on all nations. Yep. And so kind of this is more of a global superhuman registration right, act, right. even though a lot of it's concentrated in America. We do have effects. Like we had in Thor The Dark World, there's London. We had mm-hmm. Sokovia. We've had other things going on. So maybe this is more of a global reaction. Right. So, Get out of hand. Yeah, I think yep. it needs to be something more profound than some off-screen deaths or yeah. some small event. It's going to be something big, big. Yeah, to set to. this off. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. And then going back to the comics, so we have kind of in the wake of this big tragedy, the U.S. government reacts. And this is where S.H.I.E.L.D. plays a big part in yeah. this. And this is something that we don't have in the movies anymore, mm-hmm. which would be interesting to see how they, they kind of take that aspect of it. That's right. But we have the introduction of the superhuman registration. Right. Acts. Yeah. Which is cool because it's pulling back from, I think, the early 90s where they had the Mutant Registration yep. Act. So it's kind of neat that they brought it back to the forefront, but for superheroes. there's That aspect is is filled into by the X-Men. Yeah. Because they're being essentially kept in more or less a ghetto. Yeah. At the time, being watched by the Sentinels out throughout yeah. this. So this is something that's kind of an, a spur off of what else is happening in the Marvel Universe, right. comic universe at the time, is there's big stuff going on with the X-Men. Mm-hmm. I'm not super familiar with it, but there is allusion to the fact that they're basically being kept prisoner or watched, right? Right. And you see them, even when the Wolverine and that, they show up to help clean up after. Yeah. So this, again, like you were saying at the start of the podcast, mm-hmm or before we actually got going, is you know this is similar to a 9-11-esque yes. thing that's happened within the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And you see a similar reaction where in the, the explosion area that you have all these superheroes have shown up. You see Mr. Fantastic, Wolverine, yeah. Cap. They're all in there, and, and Goliath is in there picking up yeah, rocks, right? right. So they, they've all come out in support and to help out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it's kind of like, well, you guys caused this, yeah. and then you're here. Help, like, get away from here. We yeah. can do this on our own. Exactly. And so yeah. it's it's interesting to see that aspect of it that you do see kind of similar threads like the community coming together and yeah. then this big resentment building out from it. Right. Coming out of kind of the introduction of the Superhuman Registration Act is pushed through by the president. This thing is becoming law and yeah. they try to get Cap on board. Right. Shield specifically has been given the task. You get Captain America on board. Yeah. And so they get him up into the helicarrier, yeah. Mariana Hill, and then all these S.H.I.E.L.D. agents and that basically say, you know, Cap, you've never kind of really gone against this. You're a military man. Mm-hmm. You're always kind of siding with the government. Yeah. And Cap does something that, again, you mentioned this, yeah. that some people question his morals on this. Right. And he goes, again, not, this isn't happening. No. Like, well, no. I'm not doing this. No, absolutely not. And that's something different for Captain America. Right. Which is really cool to really see. Really cool to see. Yeah, I love that. He's not just this kind of Boy Scout that, exactly. you know, just a, a government lackey yeah. that will do whatever. Yeah, he's for the people. And it's really nice to see. And we see some of the seeds of that being planted in Winter, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, exactly. And which really makes me excited because yes. it's like, have these guys been thinking about this? You know, I read an article the other day that, yes, Civil War was something that 
came together really last minute. Okay, well. Because they're putting a lot of the pieces together. Like, yes, we need Iron Man. So getting Robert Downey Jr. on board is a big aspect of this. Yes. And we they wrote a script without Spider-Man and a script with Spider-Man. Right, And right. so then now we got Spider-Man in exactly. it. Exactly. And so a lot of pieces fell into place quite late. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you start to see this stuff building. You see kind of Kevin Feige saying, like, I kind of want to do this someday. Mm-hmm. So let's start planting these seeds of doubt in Captain America yes. as far as his overall thoughts and, and what he respects within the government, particularly mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. So one of the cool things here, though, when we do get Cap being basically pressured into you know coming on board with the Superhero and Registration yeah. Act is a scene that, that you, you mentioned here. Oh, yeah. Is all of a sudden, it's very, this scene was pulled right, right out of the comics pages. and shoved yeah. right into Winter Soldier. Oh my goodness, was it ever. Even down to the aspect of S.H.I.E.L.D. turning on Cap in a... Yes. Like that. Oh, it was man. like Cap said no, and all of a sudden Mary has like trank him. Yeah. And oh, and the way he uh, they, they capture the scene, you know, he grabs one soldier, yeah. uses him as a shield. Yes. Oh man, it's incredible what they do with and the it's, pages. Yes, yeah, it's, it's done so well in Winter Soldier, yeah. and it's pulled right out of here. And even down to now, there's no elevator for anything like that, but yeah. him jumping out of yes, the window. Or, yeah. Yeah. Right it's, out of the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. And falling down, like it's just yeah. that same sort of you know with the shield out, and yes. it's just beautifully drawn. Yeah, definitely. Stephen, like it's it's fantastic. Yeah. It's like iconic, I would call it, and it was captured so well in Winter Soldier. Yes, definitely. Yeah, this artist just captures frame by frame uh, the art, you know, everything, the motion, the fighting, the action. It's yeah. incredible what he does. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yes, yeah. like because like I hadn't read this for a while, so I completely forgot that that was in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, oh my god, the guys right. were reading this comic book while they were writing right. and while they're putting together the storyboards for Winter Soldier. Yeah, definitely, like, <laughs> definitely, amazing. Yeah. And but, it feels like, you know, going to this story, it feels like such a Captain America story. Yeah. You know, when I when they first announced they're doing a Civil War, I was kind of like, well, shouldn't that just be like an Avenger movie? Yeah. But then going back and reading this, I'm like, you know, this is very much a standalone Captain America featuring the Marvel Cinematic, or the Marvel comic universe. It, that is a perfect way of putting this. And I think that's what the movie's going to <laughs> Definitely, be. Definitely, yeah. I agree with you. When I reread this, I, mm-hmm. I again... When I'd step back, similar yeah. to you, I was like, this is a huge event mm-hmm. that encompasses so much. But all of it, when you read through it and then you read through the epilogue and you read through what's the Fallen Sun stuff, right. it's all about Captain Cap- America. Yes, that's awesome. I agree with you. When they first announced it, it was like, ah, that's. I wanted the end of the Cap story. Right. This is the end of the yeah. Cap story. <laughs> exactly, right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it's, just, it's so so well done. Mm-hmm. So when you get the Superhero Registration Act within the comic book, Iron Man has a secret meeting with the president mm-hmm. and he basically comes on board and says, yes, I will support this. Right. And the president says, yes, we're pushing this through. This is going to become law tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so it's shoved right through Congress. <laughs> but interestingly enough, some of the guys that were on board with this and kind of there with Tony Stark throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing, Mr. Fantastic, Reed yeah. Richards, and Hank Pym, Yellow Jacket. Right. And so you have three of the smartest people in the Marvel comic book mm-hmm. universe all on side of the superhuman registration act yeah. and pushing for it. And so we immediately see this huge division oh, yeah. within the superhuman community. Yeah. And the implications that go with not registering. Mm-hmm. And so Reed Richards and these guys, they put together this Prison 42. Yes. So it's alluded through the first few issues as to this idea of this 42 or whatever and mm-hmm. and i know sue storm picks up and says you know what's 42 oh, don't worry about that it's classified yeah. and she says and we find out eventually that it's the 42nd idea out of 100 ideas that they had wow. post the incident yeah so they sat down the night after reed richards tony stark and hank pym hashed out everything they could do to make things better mm-hmm. and they come up with this prison 42 which is in the negative zone right yeah so you can't escape from it no 
we'll see how that yeah, goes that works in the movie. You know, I really like, I think it's just going before this, um, when all the, the superheroes meet up in the community. I think they're at Stark Tower, maybe? Yeah. And, you know, Daredevil's like, you know, this is this is not going to be good. And Daredevil calls it right off the bat. This is this is going to be pretty bad. It's going to divide us. Yeah. I think it's Daredevil that says that. Yeah, there's that's a yeah. really cool scene. There, yeah. yeah. Avengers Tower, Stark Tower, Somewhere, whatever. but there's a whole gathering of all these heroes. Yeah. You just get a good idea that these guys all have history together. These guys have been with each other for years and years and years. Yeah, you see so much. I'm just flipping yeah. through here. And it's just such a fantastic scene that you're yeah, seeing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible, right? And, and again, like you were saying before, they don't force these characters just to be there. It's very organic how these characters flow from panel to panel, page to page. That's it. It's, yeah. It doesn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. Like Because some of the other events that I've read, it's like, well, Wolverine's there and has one line the whole book. Yeah. Spider-Man shows up randomly for stuff. Right. And AVX was very bad for that. It yeah, was. just it was. like, there'll be pan, a couple panels where, oh, we have, don't forget about Spider-Man. Yeah. All this was just... I. You read this at seven issues. Mm-hmm. It feels like it was a 40-issue book. Yeah. Because it does it so well. At the same time, it's so crisp. Mm-hmm. Like it's like boom. It's like you're watching a movie almost. Yeah. It just everything happens sequentially and it's quick. I find that some of the events now that are twelve issues long, you could probably do with it three or four of the issues. Absolutely. Because they're just dragging stuff exactly. on. Exactly. It's really some of the issues in some of the other events are just getting from what, like book three to book five. Mm-hmm. You just walk through book four, right? Yeah. There's nothing in there of no, any it's substance. Like filler, exactly. Right? There's yeah. no substance there. Yeah. And so sometimes you feel like, oh, they're just doing this to. They're doing twelve issues. Yeah. And they have seven issues of story. Yeah. Where this is like we have seven solid issues. Mm-hmm. It's quick and it's fast and it's good storytelling, yeah. but it doesn't feel that way. No. And reading through this in the trade, I was I was never like, oh, I wish they would have done this differently or I wish they had to cut that out. I'm like, I need more of this. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's very thought out. It's like they have a clear path and idea and vision of where they want the story to go. Yeah. You know, you don't feel like there's any hiccups along the ride. No, and there's lots of tie-ins to this. So there's mm-hmm. Spider-Man tie-ins, X-Men tie-ins, yeah. New Wolverine Avengers tie-ins, Wolverine tie-ins, yeah. Fantastic Four. So yeah. this hit every corner of the Marvel or Marvel comic book universe. Mm-hmm. But you don't need those. I've read a few of them, mm-hmm. not all of them. They do supplement, again, the story. Mm-hmm. But you, the whole thing is contained within the seven issues, really. Awesome. And then you get kind of the epilogue and a few other stories that kind of tag on to the end of it. Right. And then we have kind of being thrust out of this this separation and divide in the community is the secret Avengers. So a lot of these guys go underground with yes. Cap. And so we get guys like Iron Fist and Luke Cage kind mm. of going underground. Yeah. And we have the young Avengers. They're yeah. being rescued by Cap and Falcon in one of the scenes. That's right. After they're captured. Yeah. This is a great scene. They kind so of go cool. undercover. Yeah. And they, vent, they kind of say with cloak and daggers are big in this as well. That's right. Yeah, because I think it's the, the, the panel is Cap, Falcon, Daredevil. Yeah. I think Hercules. Yeah. Because Hercules has a pretty good uh, yeah. story. Well, it's it's great know. in here. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. When he gets the, the hammer, yeah. Thor's, I love it. Yeah. And then we have Goliath in here, Ben Foster, who's uh, like a Marvel mainstay from like forever ago. Yeah. yeah. He's hanging on a Hank Pym's. I think he was like his assistant for a while. Right. And he's Goliath. So he's mm-hmm. giant man basically. Yeah. He has, he has a big uh, little yeah. uh, arc going on. Yeah, his. exactly. Yeah. And again, he's another character that, that you won't recognize if you're just jumping into this, mm-hmm. but quickly you're kind of like, cause I don't, I never read a lot of Ben Foster and yeah. I don't know that that character that well, cause I haven't read a lot of stuff kind of preceding this, mm-hmm. but as soon as I got into it, I was like, oh yeah, I've read a few little things about him before in the past, yeah. and I was like, I'm right on board with yeah, this. Yeah, it makes sense. You just go with it. You pick it up right away. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. Spider-Man was a huge pivotal point yeah. in this, because this superhuman registration, unlike what probably the movie is going to be, a lot of it was focused around, you need to register, work for the government, yeah. basically work for S.H.I.E.L.D., for mm-hmm. the U.S. government, and you need to unmask. Yes, exactly. So that's an aspect that we're not going, probably not going to see 
in the cinematic universe. Yeah. But this is a big point here because we oh, got yeah. guys like Daredevil, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and all kinds of masked characters. Like oh, this yeah. is their identity, right? Absolutely. And Spider-Man specifically because he's protecting his wife, yeah. his family, yeah, yeah. His, his, his aunt. Yeah. He's a great panel in this too where I think he says, you know, I don't wear this mask because I'm ashamed. I, yeah. you know, I'm proud of what I do, but I wear this to protect my family. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that, that's what all it is all about for him. And, yeah. and for him to join Tony's side, there's even comments following on in, in some of the epilogue stuff where mm. Tony Stark says, you know, everyone kind of fell on the sides I thought they would. I kind of knew this war was coming, yeah. except for Spider-Man. Yeah. And he's got the spider armor. Oh, you yeah. You guys some of this? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm pretty pretty on the fence with the armor, you know, um, because he gets the armor basically coming off the other storyline where Spider-Man evolves and he ends up living with Tony Stark because his house gets melted or whatever the case is. So he has a very good relationship with Tony Stark going into uh, the Civil War, yeah. which is really cool, which makes it even better once, you know, he turns from Tony Stark. You really get a sense of this history between these two characters, the biting heads. But ultimately, Spider-Man makes the right decision. Yeah. And it felt right that he would kind of, you know, stick with Tony because he's helped him out. But then move over to Cap's side. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. I haven't read a lot of the Spider-Man stuff coming into this. Right. Do you think that sort of relationship, we're going to see that, is it more of like a mentor-mentee relationship in the preceding this stuff? Yeah, kind of, it kind of is. Yeah, him and Tony, because they're both scientists, right? Yeah. So him and Tony have that relationship, uh, that chemistry going into this uh, into the Civil War. So I think in the movies, we'll definitely see that. I think it'll be even more focused as Spider-Man looking up to Tony as like a mentor than this, because Spider-Man's pretty grown up in yeah, this one. He's, yeah, he's... Yeah, whereas, um, you know, in, in the movies, I imagine, obviously, Uncle Ben's dead. So Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the next best thing he's looking up to is probably Tony Stark. Yeah, and so yeah. let's really see this relationship develop in through and yes. then we're getting tony stark showing up in it, spider-man, Spider-Man so i'm sure they'll continue yeah going exactly forward. so it's interesting that tells you a little bit of maybe what's going on in their arc in the yes. movie we'll, when we get towards the end i'll talk a bit about the initiative and where i think tony stark is going to land mm-hmm. but it's interesting that maybe spider-man isn't going to be that same sort of pivotal character right in captain america civil war as he is here yeah. kind of this flip-flopping and ultimately unmasking that's right, yeah, because I don't think he'll do that masking thing. But you know what? It's going to be interesting because I know you're pretty familiar with the Ultimates. Yeah. And Spider-Man idolizes uh, Captain America a lot. He looks up to Captain America. I think Captain America even trains Spider-Man. It's kind of a funny situation going off of, you know, um, superheroes that aren't really trained yet cause this big disaster. We're going into the Ultimate Universe. Spider-Man isn't completely trained. So Captain America is always looking out for him, being like, you know, you, you got to come with me. I got to train you over at the ultimate headquarters, wherever the case is. Yeah. So it'd be neat to see if he still has this man crush on Captain America going that, into the movie. It's interesting you say that because that is also a thread that's picked up in Fallen Sun, which is the book oh, that comes after. Cool. And you see a lot of regret and almost depression over the death of Captain America right. in Spider-Man. And they allude back to times when Captain America saved him from the Hulk once. Wow. And how he trained him. Yeah. And how he's always looked out for him. And how Wolverine comes in at one point and says, look, you know, you weren't supposed to be part of the new Avengers. Yeah. So, like, at the start of the Bendis run, they, they kind of kicked up this new Avengers where the idea was we're going to have the greatest characters in the Marvel Comic Universe part of the Avengers. You yeah. have Wolverine joining. You're with Cap, Iron Man all these guys and there's discussion around should spider-man be part of the new avengers, avengers should yeah. he be an avenger yeah. and wolverine says right to him none yeah. of us wanted you on the squad <laughs> but cap said i'm not doing this new avengers thing unless spider-man is on wow. the team wow that's awesome so it's it was really cool and it's that's really cool that you say that <laughs> yeah that, that you do see this relationship, this this kind of idolization of yeah. Captain America mm-hmm. by Spider-Man. That is in here. That's so it's, cool. It's, it's not in the main book, but it's yeah. in the supplemental stuff that you do, the, the tie-ins and that. And they really pick up on that. Oh, wow. Sun. That's a buy. Yeah. Okay. Comic Expo. Here we go. Yeah. I'm looking for the Fallen Sun. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. 
And so we mentioned a bit about X-Men. So X-Men, again, are a big part of the universe at this time still. Mm-hmm. You don't have these issues with Fox that they're getting kind of pushed to the corner <laughs> or anything. Yeah. But they're happy. They're not really involved in this story, mm-hmm. which, with the exception of Wolverine and a couple others. Yeah, Cable, yeah. Bishop. Yeah. But I really appreciated that aspect of it because it didn't clutter up the book. Yes. it's uh, This was more of an Avenger-centric. We can get Spider-Man in, the, mm-hmm. in there as well. Fantastic Four. But I find when you start throwing in the X-Men, you get a bit of clutter in here. You get a lot of characters. And I think AVX suffered a bit from yes, that. Yes. Just too many characters too to many, deal with. Yeah, X-Men as a whole is just huge. Yeah, yeah. and you, they've got so many mainstay characters too, right? Yeah. You've got to give time to Professor X, Cyclops, all these storms yeah. in this a bit because he's married to Chichala, yeah, Chichala that's right. at the time. I really liked that. And I really liked how they kind of just kind of briefly addressed it. So mm-hmm. Tony Stark shows up at the... the X-Mansion. Yeah, the X-Mansion yeah. and talks to Adam Frost. Yes. And basically says, we want you on the pro-registration team. We don't mm-hmm. want you with the resistance. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, we'll offer you this, this, and this. And Emma Frost basically says, well, we're living in the ghetto anyways. Yeah. So we're not going to join you. Exactly. But we won't join Cap's team if you just leave us alone. Exactly. Because they weren't there for, for their struggle too. Exactly. Really. So she kind of flips the bird at them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a great scene. It's a great, great way to reference the other part of one of the other aspects of the comic universe without kind of saying or having several issues and yes there are x-men tie-in issues to this to address some of these things Mm -hmm. but at the same time it was just such a nice little nod iron man's like this is a win for me yeah they're not going to join so i'm good yeah he can live with that and because we don't have or we (laughs) I always refer to it like we're making the movie. We're in the comics. Yeah. We don't have, you know, we here at the Nerd Room who have access and, you know, sway over Marvel's <laughs> studios. No. So they don't have access to some of these characters, some of the big pivotal characters, mm-hmm. namely the Fantastic Four. And yeah. it's nice that the X-Men aren't such a huge anchor That's in here. True. That they don't really have to. Wolverine does play a part in this, mm-hmm. um, specifically in The Fallen Sun. But you can use other characters yeah. for that. One of the things, though, with Civil War is we're saying that in the in the, in the comic book event here, they do such a good job of balancing so many characters. And we don't have that same volume of characters in the movie. Right. Do you think it's going to feel vacant? Not so much in the sense that we don't have good characters. Yeah. But we don't have the volume of characters around. Is it going to feel like, ah, this seems like a small battle that's right. contained within a much larger kind of civil war mm-hmm. or should be at least you know where are all these other characters that's right do you think it's going to feel too small scale for what this comic book event actually was for the comics i, I think in comparison to the comics it will be a little bit yeah um but the russo brothers are pretty good with handling the characters and, and plus with them when you're done with a movie it's so hard to spread the floor with all these characters i think joss whedon did a great job in avengers yeah james gunn did a great job in guardians of the galaxy but i think the russos can pull it off in this movie to cover everyone's ground with still keeping it a captain america centric movie but um, yeah, I think in comparison to this, it'll definitely feel yeah. uh, a bit of a smaller scale side of uh, characters and heroes. And that might be the limit that we can get to with movies too, yes. right? If you try to involve 60 characters, yeah. you know, maybe we'll get this in Infinity War. Right. Trying to do it in here and tell a cap story. Yeah. You just basically with a runtime of two hours mm-hmm. or two and a half hours, whatever it was me. You yeah. have seven issues here. It's pretty dense writing and it's pretty dense art. Yeah. And we get a lot going on. But if you're trying to do that in a movie mm-hmm. with actual dialogue, action pieces, mm-hmm. developing new characters, seeding future movies, it's going to be hard to contain even what we have. Oh, yeah. Even though we have a, or even maybe I'm going to say a scaled down version of this comic book event. Right. But we still have the majority of the characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe involved in this, which yeah. is, is really cool to see. Absolutely. Yeah. 
one of the big things that comes out of this, like I said, was the secret Avengers. Yes. And this is something that I would love to see oh. in the movies. So this oh is kind of the goodness. underground, guys. Mm-hmm. Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Spider-Man eventually, when he flips sides, yeah. joins this. Actually, I forgot to mention that when we talked about Spider-Man, yeah. he unmasks. I know I did yes. say it, but yes. we didn't really talk about it. And this is a big thing. This is a big deal. Even people that weren't from reading comics knew that Peter Parker unmasks himself, yeah. right? That's a big, big deal. And Stark convinced him to do it, kind yeah. of come down in this public press conference yeah. and rip off Swims his mask down and, and there's a cool panel where jay jones jameson's just like upside down feet yeah. in the air he can't believe that peter parker's been um you know spider-man this whole yeah, time yeah. And, and it doesn't end well between those two the relationship actually going forward off of civil war well i can't imagine yeah. it does. so again <laughs> yeah. this is like something that's really it's changing so much and that's what yeah. events are supposed to be right exactly change the status quo yes Yes. Of, of the comics going forward. Yeah. And I really think at the end of Civil War, one of the big things going to happen, we're going to have an underground team. Yes. I, I don't really know who's going to be composed of or who's going to be leading it, mm-hmm. but I think we're going to have Avengers. It's probably going to be Ant-Man. It's probably going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hawkeye. I guess you need a leader yeah. in there. Maybe yeah, I could see like a Bucky or yeah. a Hawkeye, you know, leading the way, which would be really cool because they're, they're very um, espionage base kind of characters right? exactly and so yeah. they're going to be someone that's in the background doing stuff yeah. well maybe a guy like tony mm-hmm. leads kind of your main what's coming out of this is called the mighty the avengers. mighty avengers yeah did secret warriors spin out of this too i did have a little run of secret warriors going yeah, on did secret the, warriors nick fury is a nick so nick fury is absent through the majority of this yes. right he's gone mm-hmm. and i think it was i can't remember exactly why he leaves but What's either retconned or the kind of seated reason why he leaves mm-hmm. is because of the infiltration of the Skrulls. Oh, okay. So yeah. that he could, didn't know who he could trust, so he went underground yes. to try to figure out who was who. And so in the Secret Invasion mm-hmm. book, you see him at some of his safe houses, and he's got all the pictures of all yes. the different... He's got Skrull, this, that. And so yeah. he's kind of in the background. And the Secret Warriors were part of that whole... It was almost like a prelude to Secret Invasion, I believe. So, yeah. It's somewhere in between there. Yeah, I think it's like of, a 30 run issue or something. Yeah. I think I had about 15 lot, of them. A lot of that's being, well, not, it's kind of loosely adapted in Agents of Shield. Shield. Cool. Daisy Johnson, Quake, and all that. So it's cool. pretty cool to see some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I can't remember, did, did Mark Millard do that one? I can't remember who did that run. Was it Bendis? I can't remember who wrote. Huh. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I got some upstairs. Yeah. You can check that out after. Yeah. Good art, though, behind that one, too. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So one of the big things here, so we have. This initial fight between mm-hmm. what's being called the resistance and the pro-registration side. So we kind of, it's a, it's a really funny scene. You see Hercules, Cap, yeah. Goliath, and Daredevil. They're getting kind of these secret identities, yeah. right? And they're kind of sitting there like, why do I got to be this? And you know, kind of the one, Cap's all got glasses on. And through the mustache. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they get wind that there's this big petrochemical plant yes, on fire. This is very big. 400 people trapped. And actually, when they arrive... They're kind of wandering through looking for people and they step on this plaque yeah. and it says Stark Industries. Yeah. And they turn around and it was this trap. Yeah. It's a trap. Up. Yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we do get our first kind of big battle here between Cap side and Iron Man side mm-hmm. as Iron Man is essentially trying to capture Captain America and his secret Avengers. Because mm-hmm. they're still out there trying to do good, right? That's right. And a lot of it, you know, throughout the whole book is we want to do good for people. We just don't want to work for S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> yeah. right? We don't want to reveal our identities. Exactly. And too much to lose. Exactly. Um, it's, it's interesting, too, that the Mighty Avengers are going around kind of parading and winning these battles. And, yeah. you know, the whole general audience or 
community out there is like loving these guys off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a lot of it with the pro registration is trying to win the respect of the public again yes. and getting their trust again. Cause yes. that was a big thing that was lost. And that's kind of something that's pulled right through here is the public doesn't trust the Avengers, doesn't trust superhumans anymore yeah. to do what's good for them. And there's some talk through, there's a, at the end, there's another book called the confession. Mm. Um, it's kind of a thing that ends the whole civil war event wow. itself. And Tony's talking through it and he's saying, well, the public had become complacent with us. Mm-hmm. Instead of hoping we'd help them, they demanded that we help them. Oh, well. And they could see this resentment building towards them. And he kind of alludes to the fact that he knew this war was coming. He had always planned for this to happen. He oh. had the Superhuman Registration Act ready to go. Interesting. Just in case something like this had happened. Yeah. And so you can see that building. So yeah. again, it's a nice little piece cool. that comes after this. It's very uh, Batman of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's yeah. having that plan to take down the community yeah. if they had to. Yeah. <laughs> but throughout this battle, you know, Captain America, he kind of throws the first bull, kind of throws the first blow at this. Yes. And him and Iron Man have at it. Oh, man. And again, this is, um, sorry, Steve. Uh, McNiven. Steve McNiven just capturing those action scenes again. Right? Yeah. Just, he does wow. this kind of like faded thing where he's like, people are running. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to see. And you kind of almost like a shockwave sense you're getting right. from some different panels and the fights and that. Iron Man just decimates yes. Captain America in this. Yes. They're really kind of getting towards the end of this battle. And you do see some, it's swinging both ways. And then all of a sudden, Thor shows up. Yes. And, and, and at this time, Thor is believed to be dead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so he drops down, and people are like, Thor, like, what are you doing? And yeah. he starts going after the resistance. Yes. And people can't understand what's going on. Right. Why is Thor doing this? Mm-hmm. Eventually, at the end of this battle, Thor kills Goliath. Yeah, it's, it's brutal too, yeah. right? Lightning bolt or red, whatever right through his mm-hmm. chest. All of a sudden, this, the resistance are like, what like what just happened? Yeah, and they, and and they're all trying to plan to escape the resistance, yeah. but cloak and cloaks the transporter. Yeah, and, and so is the other guy. He's kind of like a Scarlet Witch, but he's a kid who can teleport. Yeah, he's part of the Young Avengers. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So those two have both been kind of taken out, so they can't really escape yet no. during this whole battle. Invisible yeah, invisible lady. women. Yeah, yeah, woman. Yeah, <laughs> she's invisible girl. Uh, she uh, she protects the resistance. Yes. Puts up the big shield. Exactly, and yeah. allows them to escape. Yes, buys them time. It's awesome. And so you start to see that building of this, and we do see this at the end, where essentially Reed is left by Sue. Yeah, yeah. And they go off to do other things. Yeah, yeah, because you really see uh, Sue and a bunch of other characters kind of struggling. Do I lay yeah. here? Do I stay here? Do I go, right? And really you see like this that. flip-flopping starting, particularly after this battle, after this Thor yes, scene. Yes, because then Peter Parker, Spider-Man, now we see him question everything. Exactly. Yeah. And characters like, we didn't sign up for this. Yes. And we get other people saying, like, we can't do anything about this. We might as well join them and not yeah. go to jail. Yeah. So you have this flip-flopping back exactly. and forth. Exactly. Uh, Cable... Uh, leaves. He doesn't yeah. even join. He just leaves. And then there's two other kind of CEs. There's yeah. I don't know their names. That they go on and leave to yeah. join uh, Iron Man. Exactly. Where Spider Man and Iron Man have a big fight in Tony's apartment. Yeah, huge yeah. fight. Yeah. yeah. And this when we see the introduction of another great character. Oh. So Iron Man decimates. Yeah, Spider Man. And, yeah, and Spidey takes a beating because yeah. he, he not only does he get beaten by uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Um, he. He gets uh, agents sent after him, which one's kind of like... Thunderbolts. It's the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Right, right. So it's it's villains, right? Yeah. It was um, Jack-O-Lantern. Jack-O-Lantern, that's right. There's a couple others in there. Yeah. And eventually you get into this whole, like, with Bullseye and that. So because so many people were leaving the pro registration, Tony goes and starts up the Thunderbolts yes. of, of villains, basically. Right. And they send them after Spider-Man. Yeah. And Spider-Man's back in his old suit and all yeah. that. 
And this is where we get the introduction of Punisher. Punisher. Actually, he's still in the suit. He's still in the Iron Man suit. Oh, is he? He's still in the okay. Iron Man suit and he gets beaten down. But what do you call it? Yeah, Punisher comes to His rescue him. Yeah. And he's kind of all doped up because he's kind of got the gas or whatever from the Jack Lantern. Yeah. And he's kind of like, he says, oh, you're the guy in this with a skull head or something. And <laughs> yeah, I, was like, Spider-Man. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. At his introduction, Punisher coming in, just bullets flying through, yeah. the, through the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so good. And he kind yeah. of, yeah, he breaks. He's got Spider-Man in his arms. Yeah. He comes to the door. I need a medic yes. now. Oh, it's awesome. And where, um, you know, the resistance isn't so quick to uh, trust Punisher. No. But Cap is the one that's actually like, hey... Hold your horses here. Yeah. He's good. He's with us. And he kind of embraces him for a little bit there. Yeah. He takes him in. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And it's, it's again, it's another one of these very organically brought in characters. Because yes. it doesn't feel like they shoehorned in Punisher. This was Definitely. the right time for him to The right in. time. Because you kind of see him watching over these guys. Yeah. This masked figure. You don't know who it is. But he seems kind of gradually watching these guys. And then he shows up there, right? Yeah. And he yeah. Re- and he does say, the reason I'm here is because Tony's using the Thunderbolts. He's yes. using bad guys. Yes. That's and then, awesome. And then we eventually see um, Captain America... Start to think. No, no. It was villains show up, so like D-list villains show up and be to like, to join, Cap. yeah, to join the resistance. Yep. And Cap's kind of like, eh. and then all of a sudden, Punisher boom, shoots boom, him. Boom. <laughs> just bullets flying. Yeah. No questions asked. And then yeah. Captain America beats the shit out of him after that. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's after I guess they kind of use him to infiltrate and steal the, Which is cool. the yeah the prison forty two. Yes, yes. He gets that cool high tech suit. Yeah. It's very Mission Impossible like exactly. as he breaks into a uh, Stark Tower, I yeah. think. And, does espionage stuff. So, yeah. yeah, he's one of the big highlights for this. Oh, right? he's great in that. Yeah. He's it's, great. It's very only over, it's towards the end, it's only over an issue or two that he's actually in it. Yeah. And he's kind of in and out, and, but he has a profound effect on the overall story. Right. Even, right. you know, from the aspect of bringing in Spider-Man yes. and saving him yeah. to kind of helping them steal the Prison 42. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah, because I remember Spider-Man wakes up in their headquarters and then he has his original blue yeah. and red studs back on. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So going back to kind of this return of Thor. So yes. we eventually find out that Thor is in fact a clone. Mm-hmm. And it's a hair that Tony has had since the first, first day, thing. since Avengers number one. Which is incredible. Which is again brings up uh, the questioning. Hank Pym's kind of questioning like, yeah. what kind of man does this? Yeah, exactly. Sweeps through uh, the couches for yeah. this kind of stuff. And it's again, coming back to this Batman thing, it's yeah. I need this hair. Yes. Like, in, in his mind, I need this hair for the one day maybe when either I need Thor or yeah. I need to fight Thor. Right, right. right? So, Which is kind of an aspect I really like with Tony Stark. I kind of like that kind of uh, um, idea that he has where I have to watch everyone's back because you never know when that person could turn or anything, right? So I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think in the movie we're going to get a surprise character? Are we going to get a secret Avenger, if you will, mm. or a, a powerful character that shows up on Tony's side or on Cap's side? So someone that they have in their back pocket. Oh, like I'm thinking, like maybe yeah. a Hulk, not so much a right. Thor. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe Thunderbolt Ross unleashes the Red Hulk. Maybe we see it. I mean, that'd be pretty hard that if they've kept that under the rug this whole time. Be amazing. Um, it'd be amazing, though, right? Um, I don't think we'll see Thor or any kind of form. Of no, Thor. I don't think so. Um, They're not going to go down this clone. Right? No, it's, yeah, no. but, but um, it'd be interesting. Mark Ruffalo is going to be in this. I thought at least we've heard he's from two filming. different sources that he's filmed something exactly, and whether that's just a cameo as Bruce Banner. Right. Like, hey, I'm here, but I'm going. Right. Um, one idea I wanted, I wanted to throw on you was, I was thinking, you know, maybe Iron Man or Cap. I don't know which one would use the Hulk, mm-hmm. but maybe they use him. Mm-hmm. And this is at the end where you get the Hulk being fired off. Right. I thought he's going to be fired off at the end of Age of Ultron. That's what I thought. But maybe this is a way to get him out. Maybe they weren't decided yet. But maybe. if they use the Hulk and he goes on some sort of rampage and kills someone. Yeah kills a character right and there's been nothing about this 
in any sort of the trailers or anything that I've seen, right. or even allusion to the fact that something else is going on. Right. But this is, they could pull this aspect of the comic book, like someone shows up unexpectedly mm-hmm. and then kills someone. Right. And so say, let's say Iron Man brings in the Hulk mm-hmm. and he kills Hawkeye. Right. All of a sudden we have the death of a hero mm-hmm. at the hands of a monster yeah. that's being driven by Stark. Right. And one result and one way for Tony to rectify this at the end of the movie, say, mm-hmm. is fire Hulk off into space. Exactly. We can't have you here. I cannot control you. Yeah. If anyone could control you, it would be Tony Stark. Yeah. His Bruce Banner's best friend, you could say. And he can't do it. So he doesn't want to be responsible for the Hulk anymore. Mm-hmm. So see That's you later. That's right. I like that. That could be it. Um, we, we also do know that Giant Man's going to be in here. So maybe maybe it's reversed and Cap is the one that kind of unleashes, well, not necessarily Cap, but That's you know, Iron Man becomes the Giant Man yeah. and maybe he enters War Machine or whoever. I don't know. Yeah. We've never seen it. And maybe they're like, whoa, Cap, you got to slow down here. Who knows? There's got to yeah. be something like, something like this in there mm-hmm. where during one of the battles, I know they're out and fight. Like, you never get the impression that they're out there to kill each other, right? Right. They're out there to kind of disable yeah. and break down the team. Yeah. But if there's someone that goes crazy, or maybe Bucky kills someone. Right. Like, a Cap unleashes Bucky, and Bucky, yeah. like, he could very well kill War Machine. It's been alluded exactly. to in the trailers. Exactly. And this is, again, something where it's like, it's the reverse of, of the comic book, where Cap is the one that's unleashed Bucky. Mm-hmm. And then you have a death of a friend or someone yeah. that you get people jumping sides now. Yes. Maybe you get... I don't know, Hawkeye leaving or Ant-Man right, leaving. Right. And then that's when you get down to it's just Bucky and Cap maybe yeah. on the resistance side now. Oh, wow. And that's where you get the breakup of the team. Because at some point, you know, we know there's the airport battle. Mm-hmm. And at some point, there's got to be some big pivotal moment right. that breaks down this civil war beyond just the scuffle between sides that's into right. something very much more personal. Yes. Which yes. is a little bit different than the way that the comic book of right, goes. Right, right. I was also wondering, do you think we're going to get a training scene in here? Because there's a scene, a little banter between Scarlet or Scarlett Johansson, uh, Black Widow, and Hawkeye, where it's kind of playful, but they're fighting. I wonder, yeah. are they training? Like, we're meant to think that they're all fighting each other, but maybe they're just yeah, sparring with each other? Because Hawkeye's supposed to be kind of out, right? Yeah. And, I, yeah, I don't know. A lot of that's... Oh, I'm so, so looking forward to <laughs> wait, two weeks. After reading this, too, I'm just like, oh, there's so much I yes, want to happen here. Definitely. So, yeah, coming out of all of that, out of the big Thor incident, the death of Ben Foster, is we get a lot of volatility, and, like, we kind of already talked about this a bit, but but questioning of allegiances and sides, you know, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. We get Spider-Man leaping sides, we get people jumping and joining the, the Pro-Registration Act, and, you know, people leaving the resistance and joining the resistance. It's something, do you think we're going to get someone flipping in the movie who could if anyone yeah. jump sides i think so i think so i think it could potentially be uh going again back to black widow yeah i think we could possibly see her go from iron man's side and joining cap especially in winter soldier they have such a great relationship those two right without it being a romantic interest yeah so it could be very well that she goes back um there's kind of little signs but in the trailer there too so maybe she joins uh their side Maybe Vision. Maybe Vision joins Cap with uh, the interest of um, Scarlet Witch. So we'll you, see. What do you think? Because Black Panther in this comic book mm. event, he plays a small but pivotal role again. Yes. You know, he says originally, he says, I'm not choosing a side. You know, Konda is, we're pulling ourselves back. Yeah. You know, we're polit- more a little more political now. And he's kind of playing the king aspect. He's got his queen and storm. Yeah. And he says, I'm not doing, I'm not joining sides mm-hmm. here. And he says, I've seen this go too far already. Yes. But then towards the end, we see him joining the resistance yes. to a degree and helping them infiltrate the prison 42. Mm-hmm. What do you think his overall role is here? Because in Captain America's Civil War, because we do see that there is something big going on between him and Bucky. Yes. 
could Bucky be responsible for the death of T'Chaka, his father? Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, Black Panther, the characterization that we see in this book, mm-hmm. as well as throughout the comics, you know, he's a very, he's a lot like Steve Rogers, yeah. right? He has very, you know, strong morals. Yeah. And he, you know, is always for his people. Mm-hmm. But again, it's protecting. Because that was originally how he came into the Avengers, right? He was spying on them. Yeah, yeah. To, so that if he had to one day, he could defeat them. <laughs> exactly. If he ever be, they ever became a threat. Yeah. And do you think he's going to have that same characterization, these very strong morals oh, yeah. in Captain America Civil War? And is there potential for him to switch sides, do you think? That's a good call, too. Because he could potentially... I remember they did say, and you even touched on this before, that they had kind of had two scripts going on. One with yeah. Spider-Man, one without with the Spider-Man being in there, maybe he's going to kind of have the Spider-Man role in a sense that he's with Iron Man, yeah. and then he switches over to Tony Stark's side. I really do like the idea that you brought up with uh, maybe Bucky did kill uh, T'Challa's dad. Yeah. And so maybe now Black Widow, or Black Panther is after, <laughs> yeah. is after um, the Winter Soldier. That's maybe. the only aspect I see of him not being on the switch sides is that he has so much resentment and hate for Bucky, and mm-hmm. he wants this revenge specifically to as the Black Panther, right? Maybe yeah. maybe because the Black Panther is something that's passed through yeah, generations. Exactly, from and maybe King. Winter Soldier killed the old, the original Black right. Panther, or T'Chaka Black Panther. Right. And it's it's about now it's about T'Challa as the Black Panther yeah. going out and chasing down and killing Bucky yes. to avenge his father. Right, right. And so that's the only when I think about that, ah, maybe he really wouldn't switch sides, and mm-hmm. maybe that's more of motivation why he's on Iron Man's side. Right, both maybe from a political aspect and also from a more like I need to get my revenge, revenge. on Bucky. Exactly. Yeah. So many possibilities, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. And again. All of it would be great, and mm-hmm. you know you can see some of it developing and how they've gone through this book, mm-hmm. and some really cool aspects that they could pull from it. But again, it's it's just all about where they want to take these characters in the future, exactly. Because they have to be, you know, just like these, they have to be very cognizant of the fact that there's going to be implications in this movie, just like there are in this book for future books for future characterization, right? Yes. And so they have to be very careful as to what they do. Because if you set up Black Panther as something that he's not, and then we go into the Black Panther movie and he has the high morals and all this stuff, and then the movie he doesn't. Exactly. You've got to make sure that characterization is consistent through. Exactly. And I think that's why I have to give my hat off to uh, Kim Feige because he's done such a great job of keeping things consistent and thought out, you know, even more so than the comic book. They really have uh, an end game where everything's going for the mm-hmm. most part, right? So. Yeah. Then we have the build in Civil War here to this eventual final battle yes and surrender mm-hmm. of captain america the real surrender this time exactly he did did trick uh, yeah. iron man the first time yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so this the climax here is so you know we talked a bit about the punisher he helped them get the blueprints to prison 42 mm-hmm. and so they're going in there to essentially they kind of trick iron man and end up in prison 42 right and end up unlocking or releasing all of the people that have been sent there that's right venom and a whole bunch of other yeah exactly yeah. And so this is something that, again, in the movie, we see that prison that comes up out of the water in, yes. one, of the cha- in one of the um, trailers. Yes. This could be the cinematic universes. It's either the raft or model, prison 42, yeah. model, right? And so it'll be interesting to see if there are some implications here or if it's just kind of alluded to the idea. Because you do see in one of the trailers, Tony standing in that prison. Yeah. And, you know, is he there because he's putting people in? Or this is like, you know, if they don't register, this is where we're going to have to put Cap. This is where we're going to have to put Hawkeye. Right. And so there's just seem to be some aspects of that being pulled. Mm-hmm. But in the comic book here, this is where our final battle is. Yes. And it's a massive battle. Huge. And it, it's really well done, too. Yep. Eventually, this kind of spills out into New York City. Yeah. You know, at one point, they kind of do this nice page, splash page, where we have Captain America that are standing back. And they're looking, and he's seeing all the destruction. Yeah. And they're winning. They're Yeah, they're on their final push to yeah. win this battle. 
And we see at one point too, Vision putting his hand right through Iron Man and disabling his suit. Yeah. We're right at the end of this. Yeah. You know, Caps could lay the final blow here and yeah. he puts down his shield and yeah. takes off his mask. Yeah. And says, you know, this isn't the war I was fighting. That's right. And, and the civilians, the civilians are oh, stopping. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah, that. Yeah, it's a huge part. Yeah, they, they're stopping yeah. Steve Rogers and that's just, when he's really like, yeah. oh man. He's going to lay the final blow and yeah. the New Yorkers grab him yeah. and say, you know, get off him, stop exactly. this, you know? Then that's when Captain America really says, you know, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like this, this isn't me. This mm-hmm. isn't what I set out to do. Yeah. Because he kind of looks around and New York's destroyed. There's there's injured superheroes everywhere. This big divide, and so it's it's really great scene. It's a really yeah. great way to cap it all off. Definitely. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you see this surrender of Captain America. Yeah. And that that really kind of ends off the seven issues series. Right. Is we see the surrender and eventually. Tony Stark is put in control or as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield, that's right, yeah. As the pro head of the pro-registration. And something that's alluded to a bit throughout is this idea of the 50-state initiative. Right. Where we have teams that are based in each individual state, and they're the protectors of that state. That's right. All controlled by the government. That's right. And a lot of CAP's uh, fellow members end up joining. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they end up fall, kind of falling in line. Looking at the trailers and that, we get this idea with this airport scene, which is obviously the big battle scene yeah and then we seem to have this more personal fight between bucky cap and iron man yes and so you have going on over there yeah (laughs) (laughs) so what do you think because the end battle here is large scale we see big destruction where it seems like unless they haven't shown it in the trailers or anything but it seems like that the battle at the end of civil war is a much more personal battle yes between cap bucky and iron man yes is captain america going to go along the same path and surrender in the same way because if it's a more personal fight yeah. you know what's the, is he just i don't i don't really know how it's, it's yeah exactly it's right. going to trigger him yeah. surrendering and say okay it's time to take me in right or maybe they won't go that path that's what i'm thinking yeah that's so what thinking. so what do you think what do you think they're going to do towards the end like how do you think this is they're going to end the civil war yeah it's it's going to be interesting, right? Because, I mean, bringing it back again to the personal level, Russo's, again, did such a great job in Winter Soldier between Bucky and Cap fighting yeah. each other. And as a personal level, it's so good. To, this time now, we're going to see, you know, Bucky and Cap against Iron Man, which we think is going to be the final scene. Mm-hmm. Um, how it's going to all conclude, though, I don't I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Maybe maybe they're t- going out of hand, and maybe Bucky's about to pull the trigger on, trigger on Cap, and maybe, or not on Cap, on Iron Man. And maybe that's kind of cap right there be like you know what this is too far you, yeah. know, you can't pull the trigger who That's... knows maybe and then maybe that kind of brings things in perspective and cap kind of ends it right there and is like all right you know we're done here take me in I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, because yeah. that's the only part. Because I can see them pulling a lot of things from this this comic book event. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I had mentioned before, there's a lot of repercussions that come out of this. Specifically, the death of Captain America. Yes. And so that's after the issue seven. You can go straight into Captain America number twenty five right. for Ed Brubaker in that Brubaker run that I absolutely love. Yeah. And then right after that, you go into the five issue Fallen Sun arc, mm-hmm. which again is fantastic. It's a lot of heroes dealing with the death of Captain America. Mm-hmm. One really cool thing is it's five issues, and each issue is named after one of the stages of grief. Yeah. So we have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Wow. And it runs through. The Avengers, Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Wolverine. And so it's those individual characters dealing with the outcome and the repercussions of the death of Captain America. And there's some very iconic splash pages, both in Captain America number 25 and a book that comes after The Fallen Sun called The Confession, Mm -hmm. which I would be shocked Mm -hmm. if they do not use 
in the movie. I really think, and I know I've kind of alluded to this for weeks and weeks and weeks, mm-hmm. I really, really think they're going to do the death of Captain America story arc. Yeah. Or at some form of it. Right. Which, again, would require him to surrender in some capacity. Yeah. And so he dies on the, the courtroom steps. He's right. assassinated. Mm-hmm. So he has crossbones, shoots him yeah. once from a, with a sniper rifle, not the kill shot. And then Sharon Carter, right. Agent 13, who's also in Captain America yeah, Civil War. That's right. The love interest, kind of the girl, the nurse or whatever down the hall from yeah. him in Winter Soldier, played by Emily Van Camp. Mm-hmm. And she actually puts two bullets in his stomach. Like she's wow. brainwasher. So this is a whole story with... Zemo, who's actually who's also in Civil War, right. we have never really talked about. Like, I have no idea how his, no idea. his arc is going to fit into yeah. this. And Red Skull have all planned kind of this is how we get Captain America. Yes. But he dies on the courtroom steps, mm-hmm. which is an iconic scene. It's just beautifully drawn. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. And I think they're going to do that. Like, this. Page by page, you know. They're going to do. To yeah, because Crossbones is in this movie as well. Yep. And, and looks, he wants revenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so there, a lot of the right pieces are there to do this. And I just think this would be such a great way. You know, Cap's my boy. Yeah. He's my favorite character. But mm-hmm. to end the trilogy like this, yes. and we all know eventually he'll probably come back. Oh, yeah. But to end the trilogy like this and mm-hmm. see the repercussions felt in the subsequent movies, in yes. your Spider-Man, in your Black Panthers. Exactly. And doing kind of like a Fallen Sun-esque arc oh. through your cinematic movies where yeah. it's these characters in the background, they're still dealing with the death. Yeah. And this humongous change, this giant status quo change yeah. in the cinematic universe, mm-hmm. it's just being rippled right through into Infinity War. Oh, yeah. It'd be like an Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. Right? This yeah. is a way you do that. Yeah. You know, you, I don't want them to go down the route of we fight... We shake hands. Yeah. We fight Zemo at the end. Yeah. Da, da, da. See you later. Yeah. We're into other movies. Man of Steel. I don't, or uh, BBS. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this is the path to go on this. Yeah. They have to finish this like the comic books. Mm-hmm. I think they have to pull a lot from it. And I'm really expecting them to do this. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to go down this path? I don't know if it's, they're going to go page by page. I nope. really, yeah. yeah. Just a, this, just the, a general the, idea, though. Yeah. yeah, I really do hope they... Um, because, yeah, Captain America is my favorite character in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. I guess Spidey's in there now, though, so it might be a little different. But anyways, yeah, um, yeah I really do hope they uh, end up killing him off. Just to give us like that that extra like serious tone that we've mm-hmm. been missing, lacking from this universe, right? Because everything's kind of been a little uh, happy-go-lucky. I really think they need this because they kind of struck out with Age uh, of Ultron. And going off the path of, uh, you know, even from Winter Soldier to now, they've been kind of keeping that continuity, that consistency of importance. And I really, really hope they strike it with this one. Yeah. I think they will go down that path. Yeah. yeah. It, and to kick off Phase 3 like this, yes. you completely change the tone of the rest of it. Thor Ragnarok's going to be probably darker again. You're, yeah. you're changing the tone in that. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of all picks up on this building to this massive saga. Yes. But this is just such a way to kick off Phase 3. Exactly, and, and and you know, like you said, having these repercussions uh, going on in other movies, you know, I think Robert Downey Jr. could carry that so well. Yeah, feeling oh. that guilt, exactly. he does yeah. it in the trailer already, yeah. right? So to see him carry that on, oh man, just I love it. So one of the other things that kind of spun out of all this was this idea of the initiative. So mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about this and the instillment of Tony Stark as the director of Shield. Yes, and being that we don't have a Shield in the movie universe anymore, well, there's a small one in the TV show. Do you think we could see the rebirth of Shields and Tony Stark as the head of it coming out of this? And this is maybe how he fits in to the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe is that he is the head of maybe maybe not Shield, but some organization, some governing body of either superheroes 
or something to that effect. Yeah. You know, that's his legacy now is, right. you know, he, he's trying to make things, he's trying to do things better and different. Yeah, bigger. And, and bigger. Yeah, which, which has always been Tony Stark's mentality, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so I really think that there's going to be some aspect of this. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Spider-Man's working for Tony Stark right. as a, some sort of new Avenger or something, right. or a mighty Avenger right. in the Spider-Man solo movie. Right. Well, yeah, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about uh, last episode, where it's like, you know, if Tony does take on this whole um, new order, the helicarrier, the shield, and, you know, Spider-Man's kind of like the new Avenger, the young Avenger, and he kind of trains the younger guys, yeah. and kind of like the ultimate Spider-Man, where he's, being, he's constantly in training to become the ultimate Spider-Man, the, the next best hero. So I really do like that approach if they do uh, decide to go that route. Yeah, it could be a really interesting evolution of the character of <clears throat> Tony Stark. Yes. And it's something different. And it's a nice way to have this common character who seemingly, like we said, wants to be part of this universe yeah. for the foreseeable future. Exactly. And he's, he's a great presence on screen. And like you said, he could carry that guilt. Oh, yeah. There's another excellent, excellent splash page mm-hmm. in the, the book, The Confession. Oh, and yeah. And it's, it's Captain America lying dead. Mm-hmm. on. He's up in a helicarrier, but he's mm-hmm. on just a steel platform. Yeah. He's got a shield on his chest. Mm-hmm. He's in tatters. And you got Iron Man sitting next to him. Yeah, helmet off. Helmet off yeah. in the Iron Man suit looking yeah. at it and says it wasn't worth it. Like oh, all this man. wasn't worth it. Yeah. But then you look at Captain America yeah. and it looks like what he came out of in Avengers number four when he came out of the block of ice. Oh, Tattered, that's so cool. shield on the chest. Yeah. And we saw this in Avengers, right. this exact scene where he's, it's not Tony Stark, but it's basically Chris Evans lying on a table with the shield on his chest. Mm-hmm. I really, really think that one of the last scenes is going to be a pullback. It's going to be Tony Stark doing some sort of confession to a dead Steve Rogers and saying, I'm sorry, it wasn't worth it. I'm going to do better. Something to that effect. Oh, that'd be incredible. Because this is another one of these iconic pages that I absolutely love. It's just this image. It's two full spread pages. And it's the end of of Tony Stark's confession. Yeah. Of, of everything and this is like what i said talking before it's his confession that he knew this was happening mm-hmm. and he knew what side it was gonna he was gonna fall on knew what steve was gonna fall on yeah. and he didn't do anything really to stop it right that's incredible yeah, yeah. and that that really caps off kind of i can't <laughs> <laughs> pun intended this time <laughs> yeah we'll say intended this time so that's really the end of the Captain America civil war event mm-hmm. and like we said we had the fallen sun we got yeah. a couple of these other issues and then we go into the brubaker run is we see someone else pick up the shield so in the captain america fallen sun book we actually see Hawkeye returning yeah, that's cool. and him putting on the flag and the shield for like a quarter of an issue. Wow. Same kind of costume, eh? It was the exact same costume. Nice. Yeah. And because um, there's, there's a line in it where Iron Man says, you better not give that to the secret Avengers. I want it back. Yeah. Like the actual costume. Cool. Because he gives them the shield right away. Yeah. And so Iron Man's out there hunting to, to carry on this mantle. Yeah. And there's a really cool scene in, I believe, the one of the books here. And it's the funeral of Captain America. Oh, okay, yeah. And we see kind of the... The six pallbearers trying to get the thing, Black Panther. Oh, yeah. And you see where he's buried, and you get... So he has the same kind of procession that a president would get. It's kind of this solo white horse oh, carrying down okay. in Washington. He's mm-hmm. buried on this big monument. Yeah. And you get this view of, like, thousands and thousands of people showing up to his funeral. Mm-hmm. Again, another fantastic splash page that I could wow. see him doing in in Civil War. That's incredible. Do you think coming out of this with the movie, we could maybe even get a little bit of an introduction to the Illuminati, or at least the Marvel Cinematic Universe? You know, we have uh, Hank Pym. We have, obviously, Tony Stark. We're going to have Doctor Stephen Strange. 
T'Challa uh, could, exactly. could be one of those. Right. Yeah, he's been in it before. Yeah. yeah. So there's, yeah, and you can even throw like a Bruce Banner in there if you really wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Even Thunderbolt Ross, I would believe it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's something, you know, when we talked about movies or comics that we thought should be movies, the Illuminati was a concept that I was like, I really want this in yes. the cinematic universe. Again, that is something that I could see them developing on, mm-hmm. right? And if, again, we're, I'm speculating because I love this era of comic books. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that we do see a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, the Illuminati would be fantastic oh, be incredible. to see. Yeah, only to be infiltrated by a scroll one day. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my phase four dream. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's wrap this discussion up with a cool. bit of box office predictions. Yeah. Next week or this coming week, a lot of you guys in Brazil and a few other places are getting Captain America Civil War early. So yeah. instead of doing a prediction next week where you know we have some indication of how well it was doing overseas, we're going to lay it down right now. So we always usually do a prediction of sorts yeah. as far as box office. Where do you think this is going to land? Is it going to top Batman versus Superman? Definitely. Batman was what, 169, 170? Yeah, 166, I think. Yeah, and what was um, Age of Ultron again? 190 some 191 191 and star wars was 250, 250. Yeah. i i got this capped <laughs> about <two laughs> it's so hard not to use it right i never meant to use it once and i was thinking it's funny because i was doing a couple notes before and i was like i cannot say this because it sounds stupid and it sounds like a dumb pun <laughs> yeah you know i i see it uh 205 210 205? yeah wow. yeah i think i think you know the 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 feedback's been great all around everyone's loving this um yeah, word of mouth. I think it's going to go. And we got Spider-Man in here now, too. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. I, I'm going to go with the 205, 210. Yeah. yeah. So you're anchoring it with Captain America Civil War, same director as this yes. Winter Soldier. Yeah. So you have that going for exactly. it. Exactly. You have Iron Man in it. Yep. You have Spider-Man in yes. it. You have Black Panther. Yep. And then you have the rest of the Avengers. Exactly. Including Ant-Man. Including Ant-Man. And it's Civil War. The title just yeah. right there. Everybody... You know, most people, the general audience loves this book. So, yeah, I'm going to go with about 205, 210. I got that 170 last time with um, with the BVS. Yeah. So, maybe I'm on let's, a streak right here. See. So, we'll see. <laughs> That's interesting because I was debating here. I was like, do will this top out over 200? Right. So, there's only a couple of movies that did that. There was right. Avengers 1, Jurassic World, mm-hmm. Star Wars Force Awakens. Yes. Could this be number four? Right. I think that's a very, very good chance. Yeah. My initial estimate, I would have put it at, so I threw one down a week or so ago, and I was thinking about 190. Nice. That's pretty good. And now I'm thinking, this is going to do better than Age. I think this is going to do better than Age of Ultron. Yeah. And so I'm going to put it at 202. Nice. Is my nice. prediction. Yeah. It's just going to get over the $200 million. Yeah. And we're talking about North America box office. Nice. Nice. And so globally, I think this, this thing is going to be in the running for probably the top movie. It's going to be jumping back forth with Rogue One. Yeah. Depending on how that's received. Yeah. I and the marketing, because they haven't done too much yet for that no, one. No, yeah. I think they'll probably wait till we get kind of a bit closer. Like like we said, Force Friday is going to be the kickoff. That's yeah. September. So we got three months, four months there. Definitely. But yeah, I think this, you know, and I, this is my personal opinion, not the Nerd Room's opinion, but I think this is going to be the comic book movie of the year. I'm thinking so too. Yeah. I think so too. I'm um, going off of predictions because um, I don't know if we're doing any more much Civil War talk before we see the movie. Do you have any predictions for post credit scenes? Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So the one I would live, love to see, mm-hmm. Hulk being blasted off into space. Absolutely. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably slim chance. Yeah. They're probably going to go with some sort of Doctor Strange, yes. which would be really cool if they did a Illuminati sequence. Yes. Where it's, they walk in... And so this would this post credit sequence would essentially be after the Doctor Strange movie. Yes. So we have an established Doctor Strange okay, cool. at the time. Him in his full cloak and yeah, gear and all yeah. that. And he walks in and let's just say Black Panther sticks with Tony 
and these guys are sitting around the table and then they say something like, all right, let's discuss this. How are we going to deal with this? And it's just that. And maybe it could be something about the Infinity Gems or something comes up. How cool would that be? Oh. That, that Those two were the ones that I would oh, like to see. Yeah. Is it going to be something more simple? Because the most recent postcard sequence, like say Ant-Man, was yeah. just a scene out of Civil War. That's right. That referenced Ant-Man in it. Or is the Russes going to take the opportunity to seed more of the Infinity War saga? Because exactly. that's what they're... That's what they're right. directing next, right? Mm-hmm. So are they going to take the opportunity and say, no, 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 we want to see their own thing. Yeah. Not Doctor Strange or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm kind of with you with the Illuminati thing. I'm thinking, depending if they do go the route of killing Captain America, maybe they'll show us some kind of nod that Cap's on the way back. He's coming back. Or maybe maybe a little something to a Spider-Man. But I think they'll kind of save that more mm-hmm. for the Sony stuff. So my, my idea is, yeah, maybe either Illuminati kind of thing or a little, little more of a nod to Cap's uh, resurrection, maybe. Yeah. Or what about... Buck or someone picking up the shield. Yes, yes, exactly. Like That's really cool. You just get dark, the shield's there, mm-hmm. and you see someone pick it up, and then you get some indication if it's Falcon or, or like it's a metal Bucky. arm. Yeah, or yeah, just a metal arm picking up the shield. Yeah. And oh. then, then it just black. Yeah. Like, that's it. No words, nothing. Yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even if it's Buck doing the classic, you know, he kicks the shield. Yeah. Metal arm got, grabs the shield and done. Yeah. Yeah. That would I, be... I, I would like that. I'd do, that'd be enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. No shawarma machine scenes. That's that's for sure. No, this I think this one has to be a big one. Yeah, and you know I have this feeling in the pit of my stomach that I'm getting my hopes up mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's not going to be as big as I want it to be. Yeah, but at the same time, there is potential there to swing. Like we said, Illuminati. Yeah, picking up the shield. Yeah. Hulk. You know, something alluding to you know something to do with Captain America. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's endless possibilities. Yeah, so many possibilities, right? So. so many, yeah. So we'll see. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and if you guys, and hopefully you didn't listen to this and then have not read the comics. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have, I would recommend going out and getting these. As a reader, fantastic. The trades are great. And right now, they're going to be a little more difficult to get. But going back and getting the Civil War series in the single issues, some of these Captain America books, the Fallen Sun stuff, if they go the route of the death of Captain America, yeah. I know collecting comics isn't about making money or anything like that, and I would never advocate that, mm-hmm. but these are going to disappear. Yeah, They are going to be very, very difficult yeah. to get if they go this route. You know, yes. they may not, and they might just kind of piddle off, but I really, really think they're going to go this route. So especially Captain America 25, the Fallen Sun stuff, and the main Civil War books, mm-hmm. grab them if yeah. you can. If you do see them at a local mm-hmm. con or something, and they're reasonably priced, Grab them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now, guys. The cover art's incredible for these for these books here. They look so great. Good. Yeah, so good. Oh, you know, uh, last last kind of thing. Sorry, I just kind of thought about it. What if we see Red Skull at the end? What if they bring that guy back? Hugo another, Weaving? Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see that guy come another back. Because we have this Hydra thing in the background with Baron Zemo. Right. There's some indications of Hydra symbols around. Yeah. And, you know, there's still that thread with Bucky being, was controlled by Hydra at some yeah. point, right? So there's all this stuff that, you know, because we haven't been watching TV slots, I know there's been a Baron Zemo scene that's been shown. Oh, okay, but I, I don't want. I never watched it. Right. I don't know if is he going to end up in the the mask or whatever. Right, yeah, the, the cloth, whatever. Exactly. We said. Yeah, I think it's glued to the his wet face. Rig. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, more possibilities. And again, it's hitting on this Captain America theme that Captain America fights Hydra. You know, it's yes. oh, I just yeah. love it all. Can't wait. So that's that's pretty much it for mm-hmm. Civil War, and we're not going to be really talking very much Civil War next week because. We're going to have to go internet silent mm-hmm. looking at Civil War-related stuff because the movie coming out yeah. overseas and that. And I'm staying far away from this. And you guys, if you could do us a huge favor, mm-hmm. just 
you know, save it for a week at least. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Definitely. Don't be posting spoilers. Cause I know, <laughs> I know our boy Izzy. He was a bit worried about people. Kind of, he's like really worried about oh, getting guy. spoiled yeah. because his home country in Brazil comes out a, a week early, yeah. and he's really, really concerned about getting spoiled. So if you could save spoiling the rest of us here, then unfortunately, I'm going to see it for an extra week. Yeah. We would thoroughly appreciate that. Yes. Because um, yeah. just think of it in reverse order. We would never do that to you guys. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> and so, uh, going off of Cap uh, Civil War movie, we're going to do a big kind of review. We're going to try and have the whole crew. Yeah. So, yeah. in a couple of weeks, so next week, we're probably going to do something kind of a con wrap up or something like that. And cool. Maybe there'll be a new trailer or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then the following week, so right, so the Thursday following the release, so a week after the release in North America, mm-hmm. we'll be dropping. What is going to be our largest panel review oh, to date? Can't wait. And so we're gonna have a bunch of the guys on, and we're gonna do a big, big talk. And it'll be like we did with Deadpool. It's gonna be no news or anything like that. It's yeah. gonna be pure review of the movie. Nice. We're gonna go through each and every single aspect oh, of that man. movie. Can't wait. And we'll relate it back to this episode too to yeah. see where you and I were yeah. correct. You know, it was some of the stuff from the comic book event in there yeah. what was our favorite parts about what they adapted and so we'll kind of round this whole discussion because yeah. we've been talking civil war for a couple of weeks now sure. and mcu stuff like that so it'll be good to kind of round this conversation up with finally seeing the movie mm-hmm. so hopefully next week i also or that coming week i'm getting the collector's court box the oh, civil war one yeah so we'll pop that Doing open too yeah boxing and so yeah really really looking forward to the big panel review yeah can't wait getting all the guys back together can't wait and wish me luck guys i'm on my way to look for a black series anakin skywalker at the expo so hopefully yeah. i find it have our eyes peeled <laughs> so and yeah. yeah we'll be kicking around um we're just making up t-shirts my wife's kind of constructing us some oh, t-shirts cool. I think we're going to do some kind of uh, glasses, too, with some nerd room nice, stuff on the nice. side. So if we do see you guys, if you recognize the shirt or the symbol or whatever, I'm going to have a whole backpack. I know I said T-shirts, but never really got around <laughs> to it. But we will be doing the sunglasses. Cool. So we'll chuck you guys some sunglasses. If you do come by and see us, recognize us, nice. just say hi or whatever. Want to talk comics or yeah. movies yeah, or Star Wars absolutely. or whatever. Yeah. Um, we're going to be around That's for... That's what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're going to be around for a couple of days. So, Sweet. yeah, just come by, say hi. You know, we're talking about a couple of us going to grab a beer at some yeah, point, too. Yeah. So maybe we'll toss out a Twitter and see if you guys want to come and... Uh, Join us for some post-con Yeah, babies. that'd be awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Talk speculation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. We love it all. Definitely. So, all right, man. It's been fantastic. Always. I love talking comics. Yeah. Love talking Captain America. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Spidey and, you know, I, I always like to throw in a little bit of Batman as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> in a good way. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. All that good stuff, guys. Yeah. yeah. So, again, if you guys got any questions or want to get at us, our mm. Twitter handles are at the end of the episode. You can always get us at hashtag enter the nerd room. Mm. We have emails, thenerdrm at gmail.com. Right. Fire us any sort of questions. We're happy to respond. We'll read them out in the show. Anything you want. Yeah. Just yeah. to comic book movies. Yeah. Even if it's not, like we said before. Yeah. Tweet, tweet us your collection of figures. We'd love to see what you guys are carrying over there. That'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm always, we're always looking for new ways to display stuff too. Some yeah. different ideas. What do you guys have out there to display? We'd love to see your nerd Absolutely. Rooms. We'd love to see, because I know you and Izzy are having that little action yeah. figure battle. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we'd like to see more of that participation. Get, get, get everyone involved. Definitely. You know, it's about building this community. And that's really what we want to do around the nerd room is, yep. is have a community. So yep. look out for a lot of the stuff that we're doing here in the future. And again, looking forward to come back and reviewing the movie. Oh, yeah. Can't wait, guys. So until next week for the nerd room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And thank you for entering the nerd room. All right. Screw it. I'm phoning Sanjay. <laughs> we're not doing this bullshit anymore. <laughs> we really need that door. <laughs> oh, okay. He says... He might be around for a call. I'm rec- okay. Here we go. We're calling him. <laughs> Better pick up your damn phone.
We're leaving you an on-air message if you don't pick up. Sanjay, buddy. Oh my God. Hi, you've reached the voicemail of Sanjay. I'm unable to come to the phone right now, so please leave a message and I'll return your call. Thank you. Sanjay, buddy. We're getting, you're getting a live recorded voicemail here. You said you're going to pick up your damn phone. Do the door thing. We need the door thing. We can't do it on our own. It doesn't crap. It doesn't sound as good. You know, it just no, doesn't fit. I just don't have that falsetto. Yeah. Are you still, like, people are asking about me. Are you okay? Are you out there still? I know you got a lot going on. But come on. Come on. Everyone, they're asking for it. Yeah, just shut the door, Sanjay. Yeah. Just like, shut the door. Shut it. Okay? All right. Sanjay, we're out. We're out. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts, Tim, Sunday, and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, 1912 Podcasting, and Troy, the boy 87 <laughs>